Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. You know what, in my brief experience, you know what gets women going is arguing with them. Really? It's true. You debate politics with a woman, especially feminism. If you're talking to a feminist and she's giving you, you well, you know, men really need to be more sensitive. No, actually, men don't need to be more sensitive. You just need to be quiet and kind of do what you're told. I love women, but they're extremely primitive. They're basic. They're not that hard to understand. That's uh, Tucker Carlson, host of Fox's show (laughs) at 8 o'clock. The audio's real. These clips are real. There's many of them. They're misogynistic. They're perverse. We will never bow to the mob, ever. Instead of apologizing, what he says is, come on my show, debate me. He's trying to turn this into a ratings ploy. It's more evidence that some of these hosts on Fox engage in shock jock behavior all the time. I doubt it. You are fake news. Oh, good for you. Very fake news. I can't believe that someone would have so much hate in their heart. Go home, bitch. I agree with that. Skag free wherever he is. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do, I'm told. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Another jam-packed week of news. We'll try to cover it all within a reasonable time frame, although it's going to be a struggle tonight, man. A lot to get through. Uh, a shooter, of course, attacks a pair of mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand. He, uh, in writing a manifesto prior to the event, explains exactly why he did it and what he hoped to achieve. And then media and politicians immediately carry out his prophecy, it seems, as though they were instructed to do so. This is a crazy thing to watch, but you know we're watching it continue to develop. We'll go through it all. You heard it there in the intro. Uh, media Matters. targets uh, Tucker Carlson of Fox News with a smear campaign digging up old audio of things he said on a shock jock show some 10 or so years ago, 10 plus years ago in some cases. So then people go digging into what the Media Matters president has said in the past and lo and behold, (laughs) they found some interesting things. I can't believe it. Actually, I am a little bit surprised that a so-called progressive said some of the things. Some of the words he used are pretty uncommon. What, Jewry? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that, (laughs) you know. Uh, He has an explanation for it. We'll get to that, too. None of this is good for anyone, but uh, but we'll discuss it. A a massive scam to get the kids of elite wealthy people into colleges across the country gets exposed. Say it ain't so, Aunt Becky. That's all I can say as someone who is uh, an appreciation, a nostalgic appreciator of the show Full House. R.I.P. Aunt Becky. She's even gone off the spinoff off of Netflix. We hardly knew ye, it seems, but uh, 
Oh, well. Uh, Lori Laughlin, of course, is the actress's name. She is the biggest name to be uh, exposed in this. There's there's one other big time Elizabeth actress. Hoffman. Hoffman? Hoffman? I don't know. I'm uh, like, she's yeah, totally bigger than her, but I, I guess she is. I, I, don't, know. I don't pay attention. but uh... Some tranny-faced actress that's married <laughs> to the dude from Fargo. Yeah? Okay, we'll go with that. That sounds like <laughs> an objective description. Uh, anyway, a lot of charges to go around. A lot of people uh, to answer uh, with things to answer for in this case. We'll go through that. The uh, The Connecticut Supreme Court says Sandy Hook families can sue the gun manufacturer. Interesting. Okay. And then meanwhile, AOC uh, wants Wells Fargo liable for oil spills, for financing the oil company, basically. Um, I want to discuss this just in the context of what I see as basically a creeping war on responsibility coming from the left. Uh, like the, you didn't just want to show the incoherent line of questioning that made me I mean, I, my pants off. I do. And honestly, I try to be sparing with the AOC exposure because it can get tiresome if if you're going through every little thing that she says. And that sort Did of you feeds watch it. the Mr. Reagan video. I have yet to watch it. Ah! I really confess. It's amazing. Everybody watch it. Everybody. Yeah, watch I've, it. I've, had, I've had plenty of people sending it to me uh, in my inbox and I thank them for doing that. I have no good excuse, uh, but I will get to it. Plus, it's been a few weeks, but we do have a Desmond update. Desmond is back, or at least his mom is. And uh, she confirms that the family's been investigated by Child Protective Services in New York. You can guess the ending because Desmond is not in the custody of the state. He's still in the custody of his mom. What's her name? Wendy Lou or something like that? I don't remember. Plus, we got hoax hate, real hate, and then... Whether Ruth Bader Ginsburg is alive or not, it appears there are posters of her in a New York City subway. One of them was defaced with some, well, we'll get to it later, a swastika <laughs> in the correct orientation. And any time the swastika is correct, it could be it actual could be Nazis. Real. That's yeah. the biggest tell. We got burned on that it. once before, yeah. so I got I to gotta leave that possibility open. So we'll get through all that, and of course, we'll take super chats on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good. Low down. Money grabbers, it's going to be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thanks for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for giving us a review over on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for supporting the show on mattchristensenmedia.com. And thanks for emailing us. That's beauty in the beta at Gmail. Dot com. If you want to take the show on the go in an audio format, you can do that with the links in the description, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and more. Wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. Got another um, Jesse Smollett update as well in a oh, moment. God. Very brief. I mostly just want to laugh at the protesters outside who were not protesting Jesse. They were protesting the judicial system or uh, the, the – uh, anyway, they were protesting in favor of justice or of Jesse Get my words straight. What is it? Two hours into the show already? They're protesting in Jesse's favor because they think he's been wrongly accused. We'll get to that in a moment. Where I'm trying to get is that I remember how Jesse got a letter, the letter in the mail about how with him in a a noose and there was a gun pointed at him and all this. Well, someone finally sent me a Jesse letter in the mail. Uh, Check this out. Not only did I get a fantastic portrait in the P.O. box, (laughs) but I got a note, too. That says Matt Satanson. <laughs> I want you to go away because you're not welcome in this country. Get your Coors drinking ass out of here. All hail Karl Marx with a C. Karl with a C. Marx M A R K S. Long live Alexandria's Green New Deal. Sincerely, Comrade Monkey Lungs of the Southern Poverty Law Center. He even has backwards hammer hammers and sickles. So I appreciate the commitment to the bit, whoever you are, Comrade Monkey oh my Lungs. God. Uh, 
so so thank you for sending me that. If you're interested in the the PO box, that is linked uh, on the website contact page. If you wanna if you wanna get in on, on sending us hate mail, I suppose. Appreciate the dedication. Uh, we got some other artwork. This one actually was sent to me last week, but I I was late on it. And this is from Tom, and this is. If if the podcasting bit doesn't work out, I can always run against high school girls in uh, in Connecticut for a secondary career. I think you'll barely win. I'm just glad I got six pack abs in this. I picture. know. Look how that's, jacked you are. I like your pigtails. Nice. Yeah, I mean, maybe fair trade. If you if, if you if you get that physique, maybe the maybe the pigtails are worth it. I don't no, know. No, chicks love a dad bod. Did you notice the caption? All you transphobes who question my femininity can go suck my dick. <laughs> And then we got one from Orwell's Ghost that uh, portrays me in a more realistic light, I That's suppose. That's really good. It's I an like adaptation it. of my, my Twitter avatar and the old podcast artwork, of course. So thank you uh, for that, Orwell, or Orwell's Ghost, I should say. And then we just had one, uh, one picture of a meetup this week, but it's international again. This is from Tokyo. So we got a group of listeners in Tokyo. Very much appreciated. Glad you guys were able to hang out, and I hope the beers were good. And uh, if you're interested in, me- in meeting up with, uh, with other listeners in your area, I'm sure you've heard me say it for weeks now, but just in case you haven't, there are links in the description and on the website FAQ page where you can find a sign-up form and a list of contacts, and uh, you can search through that list of contacts, see if there's anybody in your area, and uh, grab a beer with somebody who is not uh, a flaming leftist who wants to throw it in your face, hopefully. And I'm glad to see these things are, uh, these are working out. So good to hear, and uh, all the best in Japan. Moving yeah, hook on. Yeah, up with no B two. No yeah, try, if if you see him, which uh, you know might be tough given the how big is Japan's population? I'm oh, you, I you, you think gonna... I'm going to yep, given yep. the fact that they all look no, <laughs> <laughs> really big. I'm sure that they're not yeah. just going to randomly run into Novita. Maybe. Uh, anyway, quick update on the wall, uh, because of course. President Trump uh, signed his emergency declaration a few weeks back. We discussed that at length, so I'm not going to hammer that out again. But there are some political developments. He, he, he passed the or he signs the emergency declaration. Congress takes issue with it. Well, in the House, they passed it. Now this week in the Senate, they passed a uh, they passed legislation trying to reverse the the uh, emergency declaration for wall funding. And it actually got to 12 Republicans joining Democrats in the Senate to pass the bill. Trump, uh, in response did his first veto of his presidency. Uh, and, uh, and so this is not a surprise. Everybody knew this was going to happen. What it means is the emergency declaration and the corresponding funding remains in effect. While this of course goes through the courts, there are currently uh, 20 States who are parties to a coalition uh, taking this to court, arguing the president does not have the authority to divert wall funds because uh, Congress controls spending. As of last month, they are seeking a preliminary injunction that would prevent any wall building while the case works through the courts. But we're not going to see resolution on this thing anytime soon. But uh, but that's uh, that's where we stand uh, in presidential politics. Uh, Beto Beto O'Rourke, Robert Robert O'Rourke from uh, Texas, he's running. And honestly, I don't much care. And with every candidate that jumps in, I care less. But I did find this this to be pretty interesting because, of course, he's a white male in the intersectional party. If you're a white male in the intersectional party, you're automatically at a disadvantage. I don't know. He has no race or gender. He's slender man. <laughs> Maybe. But he was asked by Chuck Todd on Meet the Press, 
Ooh, you're a white male running in a party that has no eagerness to elect a white male. How do you respond? And this is treated as a legitimate question. And of course, he doesn't even challenge it. He flogs himself for being a white male. Here's, he doesn't uh, here's... skateboard off. Uh, off no, he, 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 yeah, he doesn't skateboard away into the hedge like Homer Simpson <laughs> or anything like that. Here's uh, Beto talking about it. You have admitted that, hey, you're in a party right now that isn't necessarily interested in a white male candidate and that George sort of added disadvantage in that. And yet the coverage of your campaign, some people have criticized, <laughs> going, oh, it's not fair. He's getting coverage that some of the other candidates did. He is quite short. You've wow. actually tried to. Like or, or, is, or is Beto a monster? No, no. Chuck Todd is a, like 5'4", five, 5'2". Five, He's a little guy. He's that short. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Answer some of that criticism. What do you say to it? Yeah, I, I would never uh, begin by saying I'm at any disadvantage at all. Uh, as a, a white man, um, who has had privileges that, that others could not depend on or take for granted. Uh, I've clearly had advantages over the, the course of my life. Gross. I think recognizing that and understanding that, that others have not is a big part of this campaign and a big part of the people who comprise this campaign. I just think that this is the best field um, that we've ever seen in the nominating process. Yeah. Uh, I also disagree with him on that. Best field ever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, dude, whatever you say. Um, I don't know. I haven't looked at the polling. I, my, I, I'm guessing that his strategy here is aiming for like a VP nod as opposed to the nomination outright, but maybe not How boring. I, I wish I cared about this more. Everything he said this week was just fantastically cringy though. I could barely watch. I don't think he's yeah. an appropriate candidate. He's not going to get anywhere. And I think people on the left are even watching this like, Ugh, well, I, I, I like to, uh, to scope those comment sections and legitimately there are plenty of people who say things like when they go to his past voting record, they say, oh, he's voted with Republicans on X, Y, and Z, I assume is true. But then you also have people saying straight up, white male don't need another one. Again, I, it, it's not even that I- But his name is Beto. He's clearly Hispanic. I guess. Or Roberto, maybe they go with that. It's not even that I care. Like, honestly, I don't care if you want to vote for a candidate based on gender or race, but this can't be the party that's supposedly anti-racist or anti-sexism. If that is a defining uh, piece of criteria for your vote, race yeah. and gender, yeah, you're not anti-racist or anti-sexist. Need that intersectionality. Well, uh, I don't know how to transition to this one. Speaking of another presidential candidate with a race issue, I don't know. Maybe, maybe or maybe not. Speaking of another presidential candidate who said something awkward, how about that? Better. There's old footage that surfaced on Twitter of Bernie Sanders, and this is courtesy of a Mediaite editor, and the context of this clip is that Bernie, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure for sure, because I couldn't find the exact event where this, this comment took place. But he's talking about, he's, he's running for governor of Vermont, and he's talking about how we're not going to be stingy with our social spending in Vermont when he's governor. But during the course of this campaign, if you follow the issues that we're talking about, funding for social services, I am not going to be niggardly about funding for daycare. <laughs> we are going to break the crisis in daycare in the state of Vermont if I'm elected governor. We're not going to have a situation where in some counties you have 15% availability. And he was elected governor and Vermont was never N-wordly about uh, any of their social spending. So God, good for them. old back then. Geez. I found that to be amazing. I thought, wow, this is 1986. Neither you nor I was even alive. Mm -hmm. And this guy still looks really old <laughs> in the footage. Good Lord. Anyway, uh, yeah, I... <laughs> It's a word you don't hear very often anymore. If people are unfamiliar, it means like stingy. Mm -hmm. It means, um, I don't know, non-generous. 
that sort of thing. But uh, I don't know. Anyway, just a, just a hilarious clip. My favorite clip of the week, probably. I mentioned Jesse Smollett earlier. He's back in court. He pleaded uh, not guilty on his 16 charges related to his allegedly staged hate hoax in January, at the end of January. Do we still have to say this at, the, at this point in time. I just want to laugh at these protesters who are supporting him as he walks into the courthouse in Chicago. We are here today, we are here today to support all black people. Black people. We are here today, we are here today to support Justice against Jesse. Justice against Jesse. It's so bizarre to be on his side still. I know. But hey, whatever. Uh, one last thing I wanted to say is, uh, or one last clip I wanted to play is this Ilhan Omar clip. Ilhan Omar, of course, fresh off her big time controversy the last couple of weeks of, about her repeated statements about, uh, APAC influence and Israel generally. And we, we, we've heard, we've heard it all, but she was also extensively interviewed in Politico last week in which she criticized, uh, president Obama. And she said, uh, The hope and change offered by Barack Obama was a mirage, recalling the caging of kids at the U.S.-Mexico border and the droning of countries around the world on Obama's watch. Omar argues that the Democratic president operated within the same fundamentally broken framework as his Republican successors. So she was saying that Obama was basically Trump with a more polished presentation. (laughs) A reporter... A reporter, I'm not actually sure who the reporter is or where he's from, but he's camped outside of her congressional office and tries to get some clarification on this. And, uh, well, she offers a a classically Ilhan Omar response. I just want to get to your side of the story. Do you believe that Trump and Obama are the same, just different when it comes to their policies? We understand that you refute this political story. Could you just set the record straight so we get your side of it? Do you think that President Obama is the same as President Trump? Absolutely not. That is silly to even think and equate to one is human the other is is it true that you just think that he's more polished than trump so the 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 one thing people have been saying about ilhan omar that i absolutely agree with is the clear and obvious double standard that is to say the things that she says said out of the mouth of steve king said out of the mouth of really anybody else would be immediately condemned immediately disavowed all of that when Ilhan Omar says it, it's that she doesn't understand words or whatever. Yeah. You know, what what was her exact wording? Like, a, she's a different grasp on different knowledge. experience, with, experience words. with words. Maybe that's in play here or not. It's again, so it's not even her opinion. I actually don't care if she thinks Trump is human or not. I just the double standard applied to it. this. This happens. Nobody cares. Yeah. Imagine people coming out and saying Obama's inhuman. Obama's not a human or any Democrat. This stuff would be ripped up and down as immoral and wrong and racist or bigoted or whatever left and right. But Ilhan Omar definitely gets some special protection. That is very much apparent. Uh, Last little piece of news before we hop into the Christchurch shooting. There's an update on the uh, remember the the terrorist compound. I missed a transition there. Speaking of terrorists from (laughs) Ilhan Omar. Damn it. (laughs) Darn it. Um, Speaking of Islamic terrorists. Remember that compound in New Mexico that we talked about? And it was 
So these these they had how many kids were there? It was these eleven malnourished kids, the body yeah. of one child that was kidnapped, and they were just running. That's right. One was up, dead, right? Yeah, straight okay. up terrorist training camp. Yeah. So this was back in like late summer, fall, yeah. and there were a lot of oddities to the case. Like, remember, didn't, didn't the feds go in and basically bulldoze the whole place? And then terribly mishandled it. I think initially they had to drop the kidnapping charges or something like that. Hmm. Um, there is an update, though, because so, a lot of people, ourselves included, kind of wondered, is this thing just going to drop off the radar right, and we'll never right. hear about it again? There there have been indictments on the five defendants, all whose name I can't pronounce except for Lucas, Lucas Morton, mm-hmm. um, with a conspiracy to provide material support for terrorist attacks on federal officers and employees. That's got to be those charges have got to carry pretty significant sentences. I would yeah, think. it wasn't, it wasn't in this article, but the, the, I, I like the, the um, attorney representing them was like, we need more information from the government. And then it was talking mm-hmm. about how they mishandled the case and everything like that. So it's just not very much more information. We don't, we don't know that much more, but indictments. Yeah. yeah. People are getting charged. It's not like the case is disappearing. So at least uh, for now, we don't have to worry about that. So suspicious though. It, it is a weird case. I mean, like I said, I, I, it's fascinating to me that just a weird tire fort in the desert teaching kids how to... Uh, did, didn't they have automatic weaponry or something like that? Oh, yeah, they had... A, like, did a they get weapons charge. charges in this? Uh, oh, gun, it, it says in the headline, guns. gun charges. So there must be. Uh, all, all this says is conspiracy to provide material support. That must be part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the headline says gun charges, but maybe there's not they specifics. They had in tons there. of guns. They had an arsenal there. Yeah, I mean, presu- and presumably they, I mean, if they're gun charges, they got to be illegal in whatever way they were configured. But um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> building a tire fort in the desert and not having it noticed for a while, that's a, that's, that's a big accomplishment. And then why did they demolish it so quickly? Yeah. It was b- by September, I think they had demolished it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember covering that. Speaking of guns. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. That was a spicy one. Jeez. All right. Um, yeah. Update me on the latest figures. I disavow I that transition, by the way. I don't want to spend too much time on the facts of the Christchurch shooting. I think everybody knows sure. most of it at this point. Um, Brenton Tarrant, he was 28, Australian. Uh, two mosques, the death toll is at 50. Uh, oh, he was actually Australian. He was an Australian, was Australian national. Yeah. What, what um, was he doing in New Zealand? I think he immigrated there. He lived in. He lived so he in was like a New Zealand citizen. Yeah, yeah. Or or originally an Aussie. Let me know if I'm wrong about this. Okay. Um. So 50 people wounded. Also. 12. And this is this wounded. is at both mosques. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 50 dead, 50 wounded. Right. And something that was suspicious about this, they initially arrested other people in association with this. They've all been let off. They're saying. That well, who who was killing people? Wait, I'm actually unclear. Did he go to both mosques? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought there was a second shooter. Um, no, they were saying there might have been a second shooter. I saw some reports from this afternoon that said that they are still open to the idea that there's a second shooter. But now it seems pretty determined that he was the singular actor in this. Gotcha. They did arrest other people, but they've all been released. Gotcha. So he targeted the Al Noir Mosque. Uh, 41 people were killed and another at the Linwood Mosque and seven people died there. And then um, the others died in the hospital. Okay. Um. I don't know. So you didn't read the manifesto. I did not. I watched the footage um, because, I mean, to be honest, a little bit of morbid curiosity gets the best of you. And I'm, I understand the people who say, you know, we shouldn't discuss this. We shouldn't even read the manifesto. We shouldn't watch the footage because we don't want to promote any of this. 
I don't know. The other side of that kind of got the best of me because I want to know what a situation like this actually looks like. I want to know what kind of danger and what kind of a, what just what kind of a evil scenario, awful scenario can actually come before you at any point in time. So I did watch the footage just to, to see what this looks like. As far as I know, we've never really had footage that is as complete and quality as this is. And Um, I kind of had to see it for myself. The live chat is saying that that between Australian and New Zealand's governments, it's kind of like free travel. Oh, okay. The countries, a few people said that he was just there for the shooting. Um, but I'm not, I'm can't corroborate there. Okay. I'm not entirely sure. All right. But as far as the manifesto thanks, thanks is concerned, for the I think everybody needs to read it. We look for intent with terrorist attacks. Every time an Islamic terrorist attack happens, we're not like, this was an insane individual that did this. We know there's a larger ideology behind it. And as we see retaliatory acts like this, um, recur, we also should know their greater motivations. And so I, I had a lot of comments on my video, on the video that I made about this, like, don't mention his name, don't read the manifesto. I truly believe this was not about infamy for him. He outlined it in the manifesto. He said, like, you know, a lot of terrorists, their names are not known. People can only remember what they did. I know that people aren't going to remember my name, who I am. Um, I mean, is Stephen Paddock a household name for anybody outside of the political sphere? I mean, I, it, it's difficult for me to say. I would say... Yes, but I'm also the kind of person who's very much inclined to know that. I feel like if I asked some of my friends who are non-political, they they they'd, they'd be they like, I, they would no. know. Yeah. yeah, and I think the same thing too. And and I really got from this that like he was doing this for a for a greater reason. Um, I saw him characterized a lot as an extreme right winger, which is just horseshit. He says he's an ethno-nationalist. He says he's an eco-fascist. He says the government he most closely identifies with is the People's Republic of China. He has hmm. socialist sympathies. Um, he And he says, like, am I a conservative? No, I think that uh, it's corporatism in disguise, and I reject it entirely. Hmm. Um, so it's a unique... It's a unique worldview. Everybody should read it. I was just totally, I was totally fascinated by the manifesto because he's experiencing a lot of the same existential angst that we all are. And I just couldn't believe, like I had heard on the radio that it was, it was uh, totally incoherent, just filled with the conflicting philosophy and didn't make any sense. And I was reading it and I was like, I don't know, it seemed pretty lucid to me. Uh, I mean, without having read it myself, I, I, I can't comment on whether it, it makes sense or not. And of course this is the difficulty too, because people, people tend to get uptight about discussing this sort of thing. There has to be nuance to be able to consider the ideas and the person is describing with, well, without having to state the obvious, what he did is awful. The footage is terrible. That is not cool in any way. I don't want people to confuse my intent here to understand the nature of the shooting. And it seems like that's conflated a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think that this attitude that like if we ignore who he is and what he has to say, this is not going to happen because he's an insane individual. I think that that is foolish um, because he clearly embodies a greater ideological struggle here. He's an ethno-nationalist. He was talking about immigrants encroaching on his birthright. I know he's not the only person that feels like this. If we want to get this under control and prevent future violence, we have to understand why he did this. Yeah, I, I... And I'm not saying the people who who say don't talk about this, don't talk about him, don't talk about his manifesto are wrong. I understand their reasons. The one thing I worry about 
is the more you push this stuff away and refuse to engage with it, the darker it gets and the more likely stuff like this becomes, not yeah, exactly. less likely. So the, I'm dismayed to see New Zealand ban Dissenter and shut down 4chan and 8chan. Did they ban Dissenter? Wow. Oh, yeah. And, and so you can't access any of this. Um, but when these things go underground, I mean, they become more potent. And it, yeah. I think it's really important that people read this and understand where this sentiment is coming from. Yeah, I uh, I, I share that uh, general approach. I want to understand things that are motivating awful things in the right, world. Right. I want to understand why that's happening. I don't want to just... I, I guess I would say in what other context do you ignore a problem to make it go away? Right. And Never. I also think it's important to point out that it was just filled with with meme style warfare, with yeah. trolling and with the understanding that the media was going to respond totally predictably to this and just play into his hands yeah. and complete the circle of events. He knew exactly what was going to happen. The and that's what frustrates me the most about how I'm God, seeing this unfold. They're just doing so, exactly what he wanted. Ex elaborate on that part a little bit more, because I haven't read it, but based on secondhand descriptions, I feel like I have a grasp of it. But he's saying basically, correct me if I'm wrong, listen, I'm doing this, I'm attacking this target with this weapon even, because I know a few things. One, it's going to cause politicians and media uh, to want to crack down on speech, and then secondarily to crack down on gun rights, and I, he was specifically interested in doing that in the U.S. context. Right. Am I wrong right. in that? Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Um, he said, He's... I'm doing this because there's going to be a changing culture surrounding guns um, following this. Yeah. And it and people are going to try to disarm whites specifically in the United States where where there's racial and political tension that is running really hot right now. And he's, he straight up says this in the manifesto. And he, he's saying he basically is in favor of some sort of civil war. I mean, to, to reset society. Oh yeah. Basically. He has an entire section specifically devoted to the concept of accelerationism and how individuals yeah. can accelerate societal collapse. So like he, a whole section devoted legitimately, to he wants to prompt civil war type conflict in pursuit of his ultimate political aims. And he describes how he's going to do it and what third party actors he needs to act in certain ways for that to happen. Right. And then these media and, and politicians, these, these third party figures happily oblige for whatever reason. And there's several examples of the, this. The biggest and most obvious examples got to be with Candace Owens though. Yeah. So, uh, well, I was going to get to her secondarily, but if you, do you want to talk about her first? Um, yeah, sure. so let's talk about that first. Okay. So he, it's, okay. it's like a Q&A format and he's like, who has inspired you the most? And he's like, Candace Owens has inspired me the most. And I'm, I'm always so inspired by the smart things that she says. And even this, even the things that she says, it's just too far for me. Like I'm reading this and I'm like, I can't believe the media bought this and ran with it. And then I go over to Daily Mail and it's like, like Shooter says that Candace Owen was his greatest inspiration. That like extremist right wing Candace Owens was his greatest inspiration for the shit. Yeah. Like, are you people fucking kidding me? And then the rest of the manifesto, he's talking about like he praises Dylan Roof a little bit and he talks about um, homogenous cultures and balkanization and dividing on racial and ethnic lines in the United States. Like he yeah. he wanted a separatist white society, you know, away from black people as well. And so for the media to, to call him a white supremacist and a white separatist, and then to be like Candace Owens inspired him to do it's, it's, it's like, I, how do you square that circle? They have to know that he's, that he's clearly trolling. It's like dripping with sarcasm. It, it would seem that, but they, uh, so many people jump down Candace's throat I to know. the point that she starts tweeting to defend herself. And yeah. 
you know, I mean, Candace is that that sort of Trumpy type, for better or worse, where if she's getting hit, she's going to punch you back probably twice as hard. And so she starts tweeting and she uh, she tweets out, lol, fact, I've never created any content espousing my views on the Second Amendment or Islam. The left pretending I inspire a mosque massacre in New Zealand because I believe black America can do it without government handouts is the is the reachiest reach of all reaches. Lol. So then they start ripping her for saying they say she says lol in response to a shooting. No, no. She says lol in In response response to your insane character smears. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. I mean, I loved this response from Candace. She's like, I think that she sent out another tweet, sent out another tweet. I sound like I'm a boomer or something. Um, She tweeted. Uh, if they're going to slander me like this in the mainstream media, then everybody else better lawyer the fuck up because I mm. will go full Covington on your asses. She said that. Oh my God. I didn't see that one. Good for her. Good for her. She clearly had nothing but, to do with this. He was trying to neutralize her political power because she's amassing a massive following. It's just yeah. incredible. She has like a million Twitter followers. She's got the whole Blexit thing going on. And he saw that as a real threat. It's gotten so bad for Candace, too, that she tweeted out, listen, I don't even talk about Islam or the Second Amendment. She says, I've I've never created content espousing my views on it. So they go back combing through her tweets to find cases where she's talked about guns or Islam. And it's like, how far removed from the actual origin of this are we going to get? We've gone from the, the Christchurch shooter to evaluating whether Candace Owens has said something about Islam before. All because this guy made some kind of silly trolly reference to her. And by the way, this type of media slander or just cultural slander, as we mentioned, is exactly what the shooter hoped to prompt. You see the same thing going on with this New York Times publishing a, a summary of all the hits against PewDiePie from the last few years. Because, of course, this I, have, I didn't catch this in the video, but it's it, right it, at the beginning. He goes, so he says subscribe to PewDiePie, to PewDiePie in line. the video. Yeah. Right okay, before so, the shooting, yeah. Which, of course, is one, kind of an internet meme these days related to the T-Series race. And two, clearly, if we're understanding this guy right, he's doing the same thing that he's doing with Candace, where he's taking some kind of large-profile internet figure that he knows will uh, attract a lot of controversy if, if that person gets a shout-out. By the way, beloved people. So that that's kind of how you inspire that conflict too. If if you can inspire YouTube to ban PewDiePie, for example, talk about civil war prompters. Ninety million do, subscribers. That'll do it, or at least it'll be YouTube suicide. But yeah, just New York yesterday, Times. I was looking on Subscribestar. Just yesterday, PewDiePie his channel grew by the entire size of my channel. Of course, and I'm sure it's a. F- oh wait, no, that but that's normal. Are you saying that's yeah. abnormal or normal? No, no. Every day he gets like 150,000 new subscribers. Oh yeah, yeah. If I was going to say if the if the growth is abnormally large it'd be ironic if it was a function of the renewed hits against him yeah yeah if that's just his regular day god imagine that all the work we've ever done is one pewdiepie day wow that's a that's he's been at this for 10 plus years and plus it's (laughs) i if you're comparing he's basically the michael jordan of youtube you know if you're comparing yourself to michael jordan you're probably going to come up short that's that's just a reality Anyway, so the New York Times publishes this whole, uh, they, they go through this whole bit on uh, PewDiePie. Mr. Is it Kel? How do you pronounce his last name? Kelberg? I, I don't know how to say his real name. PewDiePie is no stranger to controversy. In recent years, he has been embraced by some on the far right and faced criticism for his use of anti-Semitic imagery and racist and sexist language. Here's a closer oh. look at PewDiePie and the New Zealand gunman's words. And then they connect it. This is what I hated, too. Um later on down here i I don't know exactly where it was but they connect him to the daily stormer 
How? Okay, post, how? how? Uh, here's what it says. Uh, a post on the Daily Stormer, a neo-Nazi website, noted that the videos raised questions about uh, PewDiePie's own views, but concluded they didn't matter. The effect is the same. It normalizes Nazism and marginalizes our enemies. PewDiePie even has it, nothing to do with that? Even if that's what... I've not read the post on the Daily Stormer, even if that's what they mean. How is that PewDiePie's fault? He's uh, what, retards. They're just doing exactly what, <laughs> what, uh, what he wanted. By the way... Of all people to be consulted on this by NBC News, none other than Becca Lewis of oh. Data and Society, the author of the Nazi Spiderweb. Remember back in the fall, the the alternative influence network. Oh, I which remember. You got in, you to got remind in the audience, I'm smack dab in the center, and Matt is very hurt. No, nowhere to be found. Yeah, nowhere, nowhere to be found. <laughs> so NBC News gives uh, Becca Lewis a platform to basically say what is a, a, a victory lap, though she denies that. She's basically saying, told you so. The headline, New Zealand shooting leaves online extremism researchers hopeless and furious. Researchers told NBC News that they had raised concerns about online extremism, but said their warnings and ideas have largely been ignored. Becca Lewis herself is specifically quoted in this. She says, much like a lot of researchers and journalists on this beat, I'm yo-yoing between hopeless and furious. It's not gratifying to be right in this situation. Okay, uh, it's very gratifying. We know you're sitting at home with your red, with your Kirkland red wine yeah. and, your, and your 50 cats, and I you're know. very happy with what you've done. Sucking the wine out of the box. That's <laughs> yeah. the... The, the piece continues Lewis and other online extremism researchers saying they are uh, or sorry these researchers are now hoping the shooting could be a wake up call to companies like Facebook and YouTube which they hope will be more transparent and proactive in scuttling white supremacist and extremist content who though who's are you talking about PewDiePie are you talking about Candace Owens who are the extremists? Who are the people in the net in the web that she what, made that need to be banned? Is for people on the extreme right, which they would call even somebody like Jordan Peterson, who's center left, um, an extreme right wing commentator. They want all of these people to be banned from all these platforms. But I am telling you right now, if that happens, there is going to be so much rage, so much rage. Things like this are going to continue ha to happen if we, nobody has a platform. Yeah. to air these grievances. It's insanity. This is why we have free speech, so that we can discuss things before there's a violent uprising, so we yeah. can neutralize these positions. I, I this share is just that. insanity. She has yeah. got to see that she is fanning the flames of radicalism. She's polarizing oh, yeah. people. If, if you, she's that's creating, it. fostering a, a violent environment. If you want more extremism, not less, follow Becca Lewis's advice. She is the best, most direct route to extremism. Right. The, the more you censor people, the more you marginalize people, the more you send them to the dark corners of the Internet, the easier it is to become bitter. The easier it is to, to take drastic measures to the point that you're to the point you're making. You no longer have those uh, those outlets to vent your grief about the world through your words. Exactly. What, exactly. What, what's and left if we're going to go to this place where we're blaming PewDiePie, where we're blaming Candace Owens, where we're blaming radical extremist right-wing commentators. Is nobody going to look at this and go, what about the fucking media? What about Becca Lewis? What are, what yeah. is their part in all of this in radicalizing these people? It's a way bigger part of this than what people on the right that are on YouTube have done. These people 
people like this shooter have a belief. Some might even some critics would call it a conspiracy theory. People who understand maybe not. But the point is they believe that they're being marginalized, pushed down, silenced. Uh, they're being they're being they're attempted to be controlled by the powers that be. Aren't and they? so the. Well, that's the point is these people like Becca Lewis and the people doing her bidding go in and prove whether right or wrong originally prove those worries and those fears correct. I mean, I agree they, with in, you. I mean, she's validating his fears, but also yeah. her project predates this by, you know, many, many, many months. She's been working for the Data Data Society, Data and Society, Data Plus. I don't know. What yeah. Um, she's been working on that, she said, for years, probably. Oh, well, who knows? Might have been an overnight project for all I can tell. We yeah. know that some of the linkages in that map are fake. They're outright fabricated. They're just made up. It just looks like she was working on it for a long time. <laughs> so they go from uh, moving on. They go from fulfilling his prophecy about censorship or at least calls for censorship. And in the in New Zealand, at least fulfilling the prophecy for calls for uh, disarmament, for gun control, for gun confiscation, whatever. And this in watching the the footage myself was the most immediately uh, i guess shocking discouraging thing about this that anyone could watch that footage of of the, you know of this dude with his with his multiple firearms and everybody in this mosque completely helpless and then you look up what gun control exists in New Zealand and you conclude not enough gun control one more one more would have stopped this yeah. instead of concluding god wouldn't it have been fantastic if the dude lunging at him to stop him had a firearm instead? Yeah, Wouldn't you made have been a video about this. Self-defense is not a, a reasonable um, means by which to attain a firearm in New Zealand. Yeah. You, so you have to be licensed in New Zealand to even buy or possess firearms. Mm -hmm. That includes a test. That includes demonstrating to police that you're capable and knowledgeable about safe storage. It includes requirements X, Y, and Z, including the police going to your neighbors and your family and interviewing them. And if they say you're crazy, you're not going to get the gun. Um, but yeah, you, you have all of these restrictions. And to your point, you have to have a valid reason too, which is like hunting, sporting, self-defense is explicitly not a valid reason. The purest reason is not a valid reason. The right. only reason that would have saved those people in the mosque is not a valid reason. Anyway, I could talk about this for a long time, obviously. The point is that apparently politicians in New Zealand did look at this footage and did look at their existing gun control and did conclude, not enough, we need more. So now the prime minister, uh, Jacinda Ardern, who, uh, whose name I'm sure I'm mispronouncing, she pledged that New Zealand's gun laws will change. Attorney General David Parker said at a vigil on Saturday that New Zealand will ban semi-automatic rifles, which, by the way, you have to get a special endorsement on your license already to even have or possess. Semi-automatic rifles or shotguns require an extra layer of security. Now, Shannon Watts, so, so no, uh, no specifics on what's going to happen other than they say they're going to do this. But, you know, that, the time will tell. They have a legislative process. The sentiment is, um, is, is being echoed here in the United States. Shannon Watts, the founder of Moms Demand Action, promoted this very story saying, quote, New Zealand bans semi-automatic rifles less than 24 hours. That's not correct, but New Zealand wants to ban semi-automatic rifles less than 24 hours after the Christchurch mass shooting. Imagine elected officials putting public safety over gun manufacturers' profits. Americans deserve better than lawmakers who are letting gun lobbyists write our nation's gun laws. All I know is if I was in that mosque, if gun company profits are the reason that I can be armed, fine, whatever, just get me a gun. 
uh, it's amazing to me that you can look at that footage and say, oh, the people who oppose them having arms in self-defense, they're just looking out for the gun companies. I saw one particular quote in some social media cover. Uh, I forget if it was on Facebook or wherever, but it was just in the comment section. I wish I could credit the person. Um, but this person said uh, a, a very simple sentence, making good people helpless does not make bad people harmless. Couldn't summarize it better myself. You think yeah. that making your populace to- your population totally helpless is going to have any effect on whether evil is willing to act and what tools are at their disposal. It's foolishness. It's never going to work. I know. I know. Ugh, it's just frustrating, man. But I have no hope that people are going to stop acting predictably. It's just, they're just falling into line. So isn't that the most dangerous thing about all of this though, is that people saw this and they're like, wow, all of these actors in the media are doing exactly what he anticipated. That's, yes. that's frightening. I mean, everybody's like, don't say his name. Don't read his manifesto. It's going to inspire other people. It's like, if you saw how easy he made this look and then everybody react exactly as he thought, that is really what is going to inspire other people to do something similar. And, and that's kind of the point we're at earlier. I don't know the, the, the specifics of everything he said, but to the extent he called his shot here... I'm not going to say that it's incoherent, man. This is somebody who has some understanding of the powers that be and the way this thing would play out. That's not incoherence. Right. We can call it evil. We can call it, uh, you know, any name under the sun. But well, there's clearly so much some easier to dismiss this as an insane person's rambling, somebody that didn't have an understanding of what they were doing or had an incoherent personal philosophy or mm-hmm. doesn't represent your average person. But like if you read his musings, there's a lot there that your average person can relate to. And that's what makes this frightening. And that's why they're like, don't read it. Don't. Hmm. read. Yeah, I suppose so, man. Um I just I hope this stuff isn't successful. I mean, the, trying to restrict rights is exactly what he wanted. It's exactly what they're doing, and it, it's 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 pursuant to his self-described accelerationist views. And yet we're walking right into this. I'm I'm fascinated. I wish I could sit down with somebody. I wish I could sit down with someone like Becca Lewis and have um, an honest discussion about this. Not even trying to score points on her or dunk on her, but say, do you honestly believe that you can ban? that you would be able to ban the exact amount of opinions and ban weapons the exactly correct way such that this is no longer a reasonable or a realistic or a plausible she scenario. She that anymore. tweet, platforming works. Yeah, with the clapping hands. Yeah. So I guess I know she's serious. She really does think that silencing people's opinions eradicates them from public discourse, <sighs> but that's not how it works. And I think that the real, another huge problem here, um, as was outlined in the manifesto, is that the media clearly does not understand the nature of the internet, the depths of the internet, yeah. or how it works, or internet culture. They, they just don't understand any of this. And it would behoove them to, to do that, to, to gain an understanding of it. Like if Becca Lewis understood that people are going to get this information no matter what, everyone's saying, you can't find the manifesto anywhere. I found it like 10 minutes ago. Hmm. It's so You can't stop the internet. It's the number one rule of the internet. Yeah, don't bother trying. It's not going to work. Before we move on, uh, quietly, I guess, or at least comparatively, earlier in the week, there was a significant school shooting in Brazil Yeah, as well. So catch me up with the details on this. I'm going to butcher their names, so I probably shouldn't even try, but it's a 17-year-old and a 25-year-old. 25. Okay. Um, So... Early in the day, they together shot dead the uncle of the 17-year-old 
And then they go to this school and um, they kill five people, I think, in the courtyard area, a school administrator and a teacher, and then they kill themselves. Is this just like a high school or what sort of school are we yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so when they, when the police uh, like found everything that they had, it wasn't just guns. It was, a, I think it was just one gun, a revolver, a crossbow, a traditional bow and arrow, petrol bombs, and an axe. It's my understanding from what I researched about this, though, is that the killings were all done by gun. Okay. The revolver. And it was all seemed to be like in like a recess type outdoor area. So, um, yeah. Hmm. And this is kind of got buried in other news, didn't it? And again, I was looking up the relevant laws. So in Brazil, all guns have to be registered. Nobody under 25 can possess a gun. Obviously didn't quite work out in this case. It's generally not legal to carry outside of a residence. It's estimated that there are about 17 million guns in Brazil. Shock of shocks. Uh, half of those are not no. registered. They're not, they're not legal. I don't know if these, uh, I mean, one of them's too young to possess a gun in this case. And I, I'm assuming, Maybe the, the relevant weapons were not uh, possessed legally. I don't know. I did lo- I did see on the news that the uh, Christchurch shooter was actually in legal possession of all of his firearms, that he had gone through all these hoops and was in the clear, which is even I more amazing. Like, German, though, it, it doesn't matter even if it were illegal. He he killed 50 people. Do you think he gives a shit about attaining guns illegally? Sure. I just, I just find it interesting that they're going to send cops around to do do all these background checks and talk to all your neighbors and all your friends and all and and your spouse and all this and this is a guy who clearly had a lot to say about you know about about these issues and potentially about maybe even violence i don't know what he said in the in the manifesto or not i guess but the point i'm making is if you can't detect this guy with talking to people who know him well or looking at his internet history or whatever else who are you going to detect? Like, how effective is this actually going to be? Well, yeah, and God help us if our internet history becomes criteria by which they can decide whether or not you can own a gun. I mean, I'd be out for sure. I suppose, yeah. And, I, and I, yeah, to be clear, in no way would I be in favor of that. Uh, unless, I mean, I, I guess if you if you can find someone on the internet who's po- making postings like, I am looking for a gun because I want to commit a school shooting, something like that, but you're not going to have like opinion-based vetting. That is to say, if you believe in ethno-nationalism, you're banned from having a gun. Or if you well, believe in direction. communism. He talks about this in the manifesto too. That's yeah. the direction he wants things to go in. He wants yeah. white specifically to be disarmed because he knows that that would inflame racial tensions and cause a civil war. And I think he's right. <sighs> Madness, man. Madness. Crazy. The whole the whole story is just crazy. I'm sure we'll see more developments as this goes on. And I fear yeah. that the push for the, the restriction of rights is going to be the direction. Uh, that's that's the bummer. And uh, I hope not. But that seems like the powers. It seems like the powers of P are pushing it that way. Uh, we should move on to Tucker. The other wow. big story of the week. My God, we got so many. What a great story, though. At least we have something lighthearted and amazing. This will be this. this will be comparatively fun. I just didn't I mean, think I could love him anymore. <laughs> it actually did. I, I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't call myself a Tucker hater or a Tucker super fan. I would say like I, I generally enjoy yeah. him. But this, this, yeah, the effect for me was positive. Like I, yeah. I'm a bigger Tucker fan now than I was previously, and that's not to say I didn't like him before. But you know, you should probably take a break first, though. That's okay. Yeah, let's take a quick break. Okay, Yoko, Halo List, horrible day, but you both give me hope even though the black pill is going around. I thought Blonde's video on Christchurch was on point. Matt, hmm. I've been sharing your podcast to Great Falls. Cheers. Thank you so much. Oh, really cool. Great that. Falls, Montana, I assume. Uh, um, tell everyone to stay out for me. Don't recruit any of your friends yeah. to move here. 
Yeah, really. <laughs> Appreciate it. James Coleman. Um, hey, the miniature guy again. If they came for knitting, I don't think miniatures are safe. What can I do? Paint more people of color or does that make me more racist? <laughs> Asian skin tones are hard to get. They're kind of like white skin tones. They're right. Yeah. Well, you don't want to go too yellow, though. You'll get in trouble. I don't know. Maybe you should just go all white. Just go mm. ethno national. No, yeah, that, but no, then you're a white supremacist. <laughs> I don't you know. Do I don't that. think they're going to be like not enough diversity. I guess to your point, all black is difficult too, though, because then if you make the lips too big or you make it too cartoonish, you get in trouble that way. It's got to be the, the, the only solution is ultra realistic black people. That is yeah, the only yeah. way you won't get in trouble. And then all the white people have to be like stereotypical hillbillies, have to be yes. holding a can of natty light and like a gun. Yeah. Maybe that's the answer. Yeah. All white depictions are like denigrating. Yeah. 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 Uh, Nicholas Theroux, diversity plus proximity equals conflict. Pew estimates that European nations could be 20 to 30% Muslim by 2050. If people think wow. uh, the Bataclan and Christchurch attacks were bad, they better strap in. Um, I talk about this in my video and it's like a fine line <laughs> that we have to walk here because I don't want to sound at all like I'm endorsing any kind of violence. But I yeah. think we are fools if we are unable to look at our current immigration system and realize that this is a virtual recurrences are a virtual inev inevitability as we harbor cl uh, like yeah. a violent climate like this. Yeah. Um, I mean, 20 to 30% Muslim that that's civil war levels of, yeah. of Islam. That is another tightrope with this. Another nuance that a lot of people aren't very um, forgiving about is the ability to acknowledge reasons things happen without endorsing the the action right. or, or right, endorsing right. the reasons or whatever. Like being able to observe is not the same thing as saying good. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to walk uh, the line I was trying to walk in my video. I mean, um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Let's see. Joseph Duff Kulisics. Um, Terrence Manifesto had a point about Yugoslavia, the U.S., and NATO cucked for the Muslims. If you were hmm. surprised by Waco and Ruby Ridge, try reading some of Bosnia and Kosovo. Some about Bosnia and Kosovo. Ditto for Chechnya. That's true. Hmm. Um, Harv Prentice. Isn't it odd that a bunch of the Parkland kids traveled to Canterbury University and Christchurch to cope with the shooting they went through, and now this happens there? Hmm. I did get a lot of... Um, false flag comments like this is obviously a false this is a massage blah, huh. blah, blah. um but i i'm totally convinced especially after reading the manifesto uh that this was the work of the man that did it i mean he he clearly wrote it uh i'm, I'm not at all convinced that that'd this be the deepest flag. of deep fakes man if if it yeah. was all if it was all a plant uh, Van Molis, no note. Um, Michael Lazari, holy shit, I was just typing a super chat asking about RBG when you mentioned it in the intro. Did you guys <laughs> bug my phone? I know I'm aloof and mysterious, but not cool. We did. Uh, we did. We have our ways. Yeah, and you're a racist. Uh, Caleb Obviously, Sparks. Obviously, <laughs> anyone who listens to this show is. What about all those Japanese that had the meetup? Oh, those were all white guys. That's right. Right, yeah. <laughs> Caleb Sparks, happy St. Patty's Day. Oh, yeah. Did you see Dan Crenshaw rip AOC on the border wall? It was awesome. I don't know. I'll watch it because that guy's super hot. I am. I, I'm a Dan Crenshaw fan for sure. I like. I, I listened to him on Shapiro. That was a great episode. And man, if he had like his own uh, his own show or something, I'd listen to that. Yeah. So the eye patch yeah. hour. Uh, stay <laughs> he on could the make one... a pirate joke or something. Yeah. 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 I'm just not. I'm not very funny. Uh, stay on the one and only. Blonde, it's funny you say that about her face. Huffman played a trans woman in the 2005 movie Transamerica, where the huh. main character discovers mid-transition they fathered a now young adult son. Well, yeah, 
She's got tranny face hard. That's the squarest <laughs> jaw I've ever seen on a woman. I don't even know. What's her name again? I need to look at this. Felicity Huffman, right? right. Yeah, that's right. All right, keep going. I'll look. I'll evaluate. Crin, why a big donation? Please look into the podcast Sword and Scale being deplatformed. Sword and Scale oh, was deplatformed? <gasps> because the creator said something offensive on National Women's Day. Oh, I'd be interested God. in hearing your thoughts on the case, especially since you have a strong stance on free speech. I love Sword and Scale. The most gruesome 911 tapes I have ever heard in my life have been on that show. I listen to it all the time. I had no idea they had been deplatformed. Mm-hmm. What did he say about the Women's? Let me know in the live chat. This is the kind of stuff that's going to accelerate that what type a bunch of, of horseshit. The type of stuff that the shooter's talking about, especially when you get into these non-political actors. As far as I understand, Sword and Scale is entirely non-political, right? No, it's I just don't... all amazing true crime stories. The guy who runs it was thinking about leaving Patreon too over the uh, the stuff that happened to Sargon, but I, I think they stayed. I think they ended up staying on Patreon. If wow, I recall good for him. I wonder what he said. It was probably some benign statement. Hmm. I mean, I wonder what deplatformed means. Deplatformed by whom? What'd they get kicked off of? Man, that's crazy. Uh, Daniel Cockerton says, man, Sticks' takes have been, getting, have been hot garbage lately. Demographics don't matter and everything is just spiffy. Okay, bro, must be nice living in the ethno state of Vermont. Also, race war now. <laughs> ah, come on. You got to go to Sticks' channel to rip on Sticks. You know I'm not going to say bad yeah, things about the guy. we do love Sticks. I love me some Sticks. You know, yeah. in fact, we should have him back to... Uh, yeah, we could we could uh, we could even have him back and, and address address the controversy, address the uh, something the about challenge. sticks is you know I'm I'm always gonna like him even if we disagree. It's not. Oh yeah, I would say there's plenty of stuff that I disagree yeah. with sticks about, um, but it is it's it's just the the thought process he puts into it, and it's the attitude that he has. It's like here's what I think, and I don't give a fuck if you disagree, and I admire yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, me too. Um, Leonis Drafir missed a few live streams to hear some shekels to make up. Also, if you ever go to Japan, you have to get a Chuhai. They are the best. Mm. Love what you both do. I don't know what that is. Is it some weird I, sex thing, Leonis? I, I don't it? know. Um, um, thank you for that. I'm sure it's something normal. You want to do a couple more? I'll move over to Streamlabs and then we'll get into Tucker. Sure. Well, let's do three more. Uh, Luke Slivkoff, just popping in to give you money grabbers my shekels. Mm. Uh, tuning in later. Thank you so much. Oh, my eye. Big Red Doggy. Hey, Matt. The Oklahomans had fire had a firearms meetup. Bad Twin Z sent you a small video and a picture. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. So if it you was just it the inbox, if it was just recent, then maybe that's why. Otherwise, uh, I'll have to I'll have to check. But I, I'm reasonably caught up on my emails. So oh, it's a candy. People are saying, oh, no, it's vodka with lemon, lime, orange, whatever. Ah. Gotcha. Why did well, I just I'm glad it went well. And, um, good to hear it went well. Um. This is the last one for right now, and then we'll uh, circle back later. Kyle Lindbloom. First time I've been able to give you guys some shekels, but I'm a longtime listener. I was wondering what your thoughts were on the left's dichotomy about preaching equal opportunity for all while for all while at the same time buying their kids into college. We're gonna discuss it. Um, we always knew this was happening, you know. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Are they were any of these people like politically outspoken, or are we just assuming they're Hollywood leftists? I, I honestly don't uh, know. I actually don't know. Yeah. So I, I guess I want to be kind of fair. I'm them, sure they're all knows. Hollywood leftists because conservatives in Hollywood just get eviscerated and everybody knows they're conservative. They don't get jobs. Yeah. So yeah. they never rise. Yeah, who knows? Have they worked in the last 15 uh, years? If yes, the answer is liberal. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. Over on uh, quick check in on Streamlabs, Cameron says the New Zealand sh- shooting was front and center in the news despite the recent DOJ Clinton corroboration. Uh, the Israelis rocketing the West Bank, the SPLC co-founder getting uh, fired. I actually heard nothing about that. And a similar attack, which happened to, uh, t- 
to a Catholic church a month ago. Pure coincidence. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Cameron says, also check out Nick Monroe's Twitter. Uh, this is Cameron again. Check out Nick Monroe's Twitter. For excellent reporting on the event, lots of details which will be memory hold by the media. Nick Monroe does some good work. He's a good follow on Twitter, yep. and he, uh, he assembles key facts on a lot of uh, interesting stories. I forget what his actual handle is. I don't have that handy. It's Nick Mon something. So I feel bad that I can't give him a due shout out. But yeah, he does good stuff. Brady Sutton. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say dissenter has made it so that it's like I'm not even banned from Twitter anymore. Yeah, because you can dissent the tweets. Yeah. Yeah. Brady Sutliff says, Blonde, I think you pinpointed the objective in saying that uh, nihilism is the true culprit. Nihilism is a self-feeding ideology that is hard to shake because it just makes sense. It's hard to focus on the positive when the negative is so overwhelming. Yeah. Great. Uh, Redicus says, great job, Beta, referring to Beto, on flogging yourself. Did y'all uh, see even Jimmy Fallon goes in on Beta? Sorry, Matt, I have to use your moniker for that limp-wristed fuck. I don't even know if it's my moniker. It's just the it's what we called the show because of you know someone named it that when we first started. I thought it was kind of clever. Uh, but yeah, Beto, we'll, we'll see how well he does. I, I doubt he's going to do, do well, but maybe he's aiming for the VP nod. Uh, Kyle Climate says Australian Senator Fraser Anning is the only politician who had the balls to tell the truth about Christchurch and didn't shed crocodile tears like the rest of the cowards. God bless Fraser Anning. That guy had a spicy take about, you know, importing. It's it's tough for me to I I did read it. It was basically talking about how importing Muslims is responsible for a lot of this. And uh, I mean, you know, listen, I'm not it was it was widely condemned. Everybody jumped on it and condemned it as 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 terrible and this that and the other. Um, I would say that it's it's probably a case. My my opinion is it's probably a case of something that is true. The, the statements are probably true, but probably insensitive timing is sort of the nature of the of the uh, of the release. So take that for what it what it is. But I don't know. I'm not going to necessarily say this guy. Everything he said is false either. But no, whatever. I mean. I think we can all agree this was bad, right? Like every YouTuber's response to this was like a five minute preface of like, this is the worst thing ever. And I'm so sorry. And my heart goes, it's like, we know we, we all think this is bad. Okay. That guy got egged too. that politician got oh, egged by that. somebody. Yeah. yeah. That's the guy. <laughs> uh, Michu says Robert Francis O'Rourke is a, uh, white, uh, has white privilege because uh, being the son of a judge and married to the daughter of a billionaire provided to uh, provided him with no privilege at all. Baron says the New Zealand Killers Manifesto is a master class in shit posting, and none of it should be taken as literal. He's an agent of chaos. That seems probably like a fair agent to of me. chaos. That's fair. Yeah. Walsey says all these Twitterers were attacking Candace for thinking for herself instead of the victims which was tremendously hypocritical. They were camping out on her Twitter to lynch her and weren't thinking about the victims. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's probably true. Redicus says, I laugh every time someone quotes the Daily Stormer endorsements when they have endorsed <laughs> multiple people to destroy their reputation. Yeah. I may be wrong, but didn't they endorse the New York Times anti-white Asian tech journal, Sarah Zhang, I assume he's referring to. I don't know. That's hilarious if they did, though. <laughs> let's, uh, we got to keep moving along because we got so much left to talk about. We're already through the first hour. So let's talk Tucker. Yay. Last last Sunday, Media Matters released a series of unearthed audio. This is how they promoted it. It's been unearthed as yeah. what happened is Media Matters who likes to present themselves as a media watchdog when in actuality is just a anti-Fox 
hit group, basically. Their, their sole purpose is to get Fox off the air and Fox hosts off the air. So they can't some, let go of Tucker, though. Fox is unwatchable with that. There's nothing else they on never Fox will. I care about. Yeah. They never will, yeah. Doesn't he have the highest viewed show on, on Fox? I, I think it's the highest rated cable news show, period. Yeah, I might be luck, wrong guys. about that, but it's He's definitely... the pie of Fox News. Yeah. So these... These tapes were unearthed by some Media Matters intern who listened to every media appearance Tucker has ever made. And these clips are supposedly Tucker uh, defending statutory rape, calling women primitive, using an anti-gay slur, denigrating Iraq and Iraqis. These uh, clips date, uh, date back to between 2006 and 2011. And they're, it's a compilation of Tucker appearing on the Bubba the Love Sponge show. This is a shock jock radio program. I'm not familiar with it. For context, which we'll hear from in a moment, we'll hear the tapes in a moment. Is it the like stat- Stern adjacent or something? It sounds something like that, yeah. The statutory rape references are about Warren Jeffs. I don't know a lot about the Warren Jeffs case, but he was a fundamentalist Mormon who was convicted in 2011 of two counts of felony child sexual assault. He's currently serving a life sentence of... Uh, 20 plus year or uh, no life plus 20. He married us. He was serving. a polygamist, but he married at least one 16 year old. And he arranged marriages. It sounds like yeah. anyway, just say so of context of what they're talking about. That's, that's the deal. Here's the, the Tucker tapes that have been unearthed. Well, actually, he's not in prison for that. He didn't warn Jeff didn't marry underage girls. No, he's an accessory to the rape of children. That is a felony and a serious one at that. Oh, am I wrong about accessory? that? I mean, I don't know if if Tucker's claim is accurate. Let me know in the live chat if I'm wrong. Maybe he maybe didn't. Okay. To me, the accuracy of the factual accuracy of the claims in this setting is kind of immaterial. It's just like yeah. it's just opinions about this stuff, you know. He's like got some weird religious cult where he thinks it's okay to you know marry underage girls, but he didn't do it. He's not accused of touching anybody. He is accused of facilitating a marriage between a 16 year old girl. And a 27-year-old man. But That's Tom, the accusation. That's what they're calling felony I know, rape. But in, Tom, in our state, that's bullshit. But I'm Tom, sorry. Now, this, Tom, I'm, this guy may be a total creep. Maybe a child rape. But I'm just telling you, that arranging a marriage you. between a 16-year-old and a 27-year-old is not the same as uh, Tom, pulling a stranger off the street and but, raping her. That's but, bullshit. But, you, you know, in my brief experience, you know, what gets women going is arguing with them. Really? Yeah. I did not, Brad, I never use it. It's true. You debate politics with a woman and just go, you know, just full-blown out there, especially feminism. If you're talking to a feminist and she's giving you, you know, well, you know, men really need to be more sensitive. And this, you know, actually, men don't need to be more sensitive. You just need to be quiet and kind of do what you're told. And lighten up a little bit, bitch. They love it. Well, I love women, but that they're extremely so primitive. They're basic. They're not that hard to understand. I feel sorry for unattractive women. I mean, there's nothing they did, you know? <laughs> Tom, yeah. do you like coming on with us? Because I like you. I mean, I'm not trying to fag out on you or nothing, but I like I like you. Well, I like you, too. And I mean that. You always say I mean that in a non-fag way, but I, I actually mean it in a completely faggot way. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you, Tuck. <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you, Tuck. <laughs> Rock is a crappy place filled with a bunch of... Of, you know, yeah. semi-literate, keep primitive buried, monkeys. Keep I just have zero sympathy <laughs> for them or their culture, a culture where people just don't use toilet paper or forks. How could you salvage Iraq at this point? I don't, you know, it's beyond our control. I mean, if somehow the Iraqis decided to behave like human beings or something. And to the point earlier, Tucker Carlson says they're not yeah. human. Tucker Carlson says they're not human beings. Huge controversy. Ilhan Omar says Trump is not a human being. Whatever. Nobody bats an eye. Um, let's take uh, these claims one at a time. I guess it, I think the most controversial one is probably the Warren Jeffs claim. 
Probably. I mean, to me, I, I just their their opinions, man. Their opinions on a shock jock. Well, it doesn't show. matter. Where's yeah. where's the lie? And I grew up in Missouri. The legal age is seventeen. So I, I'm supposed to believe that like a marriage facilitated between a sixteen year old and a twenty seven year old, which is practically the distance between my husband and I, um, is is rape. I mean, and then we're we're importing a bunch of Mexicans where the age of consent is twelve. So, I, I don't you know this is not pedophilia this is not rape all of that all of that is stuff that i could conceivably hear being said on this show in a joking context or otherwise this show the totally wednesday show context or or even a totally serious context Just all that like, stuff where's the lie and the thing about women getting turned on by you telling them to shut their mouths i mean we all know that's true right like everybody knows uh, that's true i can I can say that my life experience corresponds with others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I, don't, I don't know what to say here. <laughs> in terms of how the, uh, the controversy developed, because quite honestly, it developed gloriously. I love how this controversy developed. Oh, yeah. Tucker came out on Sunday. So these, these tapes were released last weekend. Tucker comes out on Sunday and he releases a statement that says media matters caught me saying something naughty on a radio show more than a decade ago, rather than express the usual ritual contrition. How about this? I'm on television every weeknight live for an hour. If you want to know what I think you can watch anyone who disagrees with my views is welcome to come on and explain why. And then when this story broke, I was like, Oh no, this might be what cucks the tuck. And then, and then he came out with this and I was like, all right. And it was the first thing he's tweeted in months. Well, you know, uh, it did cuck the Brian Stelter in case he, he was not. Brian Stelter, yeah. <laughs> I forgot uh, that that's what Tucker calls him, right? He calls him a eunuch? Yeah, like repeatedly. Okay. Because he looks like what? Varys from Game of Thrones or something like uh, that? I don't know. Because he looks like he doesn't have a dick or balls. That's probably why. <laughs> Here's a CNN panel discussing. That's uh, Tucker Carlson, host of Fox's show at 8 o'clock. <laughs> At night, is Fox going to ask Tucker to apologize? We shall see. He released a statement saying that he was caught saying something naughty. The audio is nope. real. These yeah. clips are real. There's many of them. They're misogynistic. Uh, they're, they're perverse. And instead of apologizing, what he says is, hey, watch my show. Come on my show. Debate me. I mean, that's his, that, he's trying to turn this into a ratings ploy. Uh, okay. When in fact, it, it's more evidence that some of these hosts on Fox engage in shock jock behavior and, all and the time. Just, uh, Oh, whatever, okay. like you people don't. He really does look like a eunuch. Do you think when you take his <sighs> pants off, it just looks like a Ken doll? Like it's all smooth and shiny. It's just another one of his, it's like literally his head on his crotch. <laughs> that's all that's there. It's just the exact same thing with his same stupid face right there on his crotch. Okay, so, I mean, to the points that he's making, I love this. Like this is classic gaslighting. So you're gonna you're gonna throw all these accusations at him, and then he's like, eh, listen, if you don't like me, come on my show and discuss." And you go, "Oh, you're just you're just trying to bring attention to yourself. You're bringing attention to him right now." Yeah. And then you fault him for saying, "Okay, let's discuss." Now, what he says at the end, it just shows that Fox News hosts engage in shock jock behavior. Tucker was an MSNBC employee yeah. at the time Ooh. of these tapes, and if it's shock jock behavior. Yeah. Isn't that a justification, not actually the problem? If you grant the premise that, listen, you go on this show to say the most insane, shocking, whatever type things, right. that would be a point for Tucker, not a point for you, yeah. Brian. Idiot. It explains what happened here, and it explains the objectionable nature of the material. Anyway, Tucker, uh, of course, has his say on Monday's broadcast, his evening broadcast, and I always love when people do this. Don't apologize and say, listen, I'm not going to bend to the mob rule. Good for him. This is what he had to say. Why are the 
people who considered Bill Clinton a hero lecturing me about sexism? How can the party that demands racial quotas denounce other people as racist? After a while, you begin to think that maybe their criticisms aren't sincere. Maybe their moral puffery is a costume. Maybe the whole conversation is an absurd joke. Maybe we're falling for it. One of the only places left in the United States where independent thoughts are allowed is right here, the opinion hours on this network. For the left, it's unacceptable. They demand total conformity. Since the day we went on the air, they've been working hard to kill this show. We haven't said much about it in public. It seemed too self-referential. The point of this show has never been us. But now it's obvious to everybody. There's no pretending that it's not happening. It is happening. And so going forward, we'll be covering their efforts to make us be quiet. For now, though, just two points to leave you with. First, Fox News is behind us, as they have been since the very first day. Toughness is a rare quality at a TV network, and we are grateful for that. Second, we've always apologized when we're wrong, and we'll continue to do that. That's what decent people do. They apologize. But we will never bow to the mob, ever, no matter what. Good. Oof, that fired me up. Good for him. I love it when people don't apologize. You know what I love even more is when they don't apologize and then immediately respond with the same tactics against the people who are attacking them. So I don't know the extent to which Tucker himself was involved in this. I do know, does Tucker own the Daily Caller or or started it? Uh, He has has a direct relationship with with the Daily Caller. But who, whoever's doing this at the Daily Caller is, of course, you know, somewhat working on Tucker's behalf, or at least with Tucker's interest in mind. That said, someone at the Daily Caller decided to go combing through everything. Media Matters President Angelo Corazon. Uh, Corazon, I don't know how you say this guy's name. We'll call him Angelo. Go combing through everything he's ever said. Lo and behold, turns out he has a now defunct uh, blog or had a blog in the past in which he had some, um, some uh, well... Post that didn't age well. Let's put it that way. He he his his blog contained degrading references to quote trannies, jewelry, and Bangladeshis. Uh, Angelo <laughs> described or posted a lengthy diatribe in November 2005 about a Bangladeshi man who was robbed by quote a gang of transvestites. <laughs> Corazon was offended that the gang was described as attractive in an article. Here's what he wrote: Did you notice the word attractive? What the fuck is that doing in there? The is the writer a tranny lover too, or perhaps he's trying to justify how these trannies tricked this Bangladeshi in the first place. Look, man, we don't need to know whether or not they were attractive. The fucking guy was Bangladeshi. <laughs> Who's well, this guy? I like this guy. Come on. I was going to say this is a blog you'd probably read. Yeah. And uh, and while we're out, what the hell was he doing with seventy three hundred dollars worth of stuff? The guy is Bangladeshi. <laughs> God, he I, I don't have it ready. He needs a rim shot for that one. In another post that same month, Angelo downplayed a male basketball coach's alleged sexual and physical abuse of his female players, adding, lighten up Japs, <laughs> using what is considered an ethnic slur. Apparently it was with reference to some Japanese story. <laughs> lighten up, Japs, he said. He wrote in one 2005 post that despite his jewelry, you know he's adorable, referring to his boyfriend. In another post, Angelo just uh, claimed that his boyfriend only leaned conservative, quote, as a result of his possession of several bags of Jewish gold. Okay. Uh, Media Matters guy Angelo says that these words were parody. Uh, so he, on Wednesday, Angelo said that his past blog posts were parody of a right-wing blowhard. He issued an apology statement which said, it's true, I wrote some gross things on my blog while I was in college. A few posts parroting parody ying 
that's a hard word to say, living my life as if I were self a self-loathing, bigoted, limbaugh right-winger. And every time Media Matters takes some meaningful action, some awful people bring it up to try to stop us. And every time I will acknowledge that the writing was gross and apologize because the context only explains. It doesn't excuse. Uh, Daily Caller disputes this characterization, noting that archives of the blog also contain left-wing political views, like promoting former Vice President Al Gore's presidential campaign and attacking Republicans politically. I don't know. Maybe he was joking. Maybe he wasn't. My point is this. If you want to be asked about the context of your past statements and whether you agree yeah. with them presently, maybe you ought to afford that benefit to the people you're targeting. Right, right, right. Angelo. It's a better no excuse than, um, ah, what's her name? The black chick that said she got hacked. Joy Reid. It's a better Joy excuse Reed. than Joy Reid, but like yeah. almost as bad. Now, of course, this is all, what, what this is really behind is, again, an attack on Fox, a hit on Fox. What they're trying to do is stir up. Yeah, shut up, Caesar. Attacking me. Oh, my God. <laughs> we get to witness your death on stream. Is that what's going to happen? Death by Chihuahua. Tell that dog to shut up. I can't move him. He's going to attack me. He's really <laughs> mean. Like, really mean. So this, of course, is all about a, basically a giant hit on Fox. They're trying to stir up controversy. And Fox, in response to this, had a meeting with their advertisers at their New York headquarters on Wednesday to try to you know, calm down any worries about this nonsense. And the event was protested in part. Uh, through Media Matters, this Angelo guy, in fact, was at the event. He was in some of this footage, but because it was so boring, I cut it out. <laughs> yeah. But here's some uh, here's some other footage from uh, what that protest on Wednesday looked like. When I say foxes, you say sexes. Foxes. 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 We we do we have no expectation of Fox to do anything. We don't expect them to do the right thing. But what we do expect is that advertisers will respond to the bottom line, which is money. And what we're saying is that Fox is bad for business. And in particular, women are actually huge economic drivers. Um, women are are the targets of a lot of advertisements, actually. And frankly, if you want women to buy your products, you can't you can't advertise on Fox News. And that's the message we're sending. What is that this around her neck? Is, is it, is it part a tiny of what's bag often of gold? The fourth estate. The is that what I see? The is supposed to know. operate as a check. You to go back when no, you no, I'm just joking. <laughs> a news organization whose owner, Rupert Murdoch, is in regular conversations with, with Donald Trump, who are actively burying stories that would have been damaging to Trump's presidential campaign. You have a problem with the fourth estate. And I think that, mm. you know, that is another issue that advertisers should be concerned about. Yeah. Okay. So sure. The number one cable news show is going to be an unprofitable place to advertise. Keep going with that. Yeah, really. Um, and, and just to the, the purpose of this, this protest, I understand the advertisers were present, some of them at the, the headquarters, but if the target is actually the advertisers themselves, why not target the advertisers with yeah. your protest? Why are you targeting Fox News HQ? It I love what matter. this guy says too about the fourth estate and opposing the powers that be. Yeah. I mean, some of that's true. Of course, I'd rather have a more, uh, opposition-oriented press to the power, that's always a good dynamic to have. That said, there's nothing wrong with having opinion journalism that is in you know that agrees with the power that be. And by the way, I don't remember Media Matters outrage when almost all media outlets fawned over the previous president all the time. Where was Media Matters talking about an adversarial, the, 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 the need for an adversarial press then? Yeah. I, I, I don't think it was present. Well... The important thing about that clip is that you lost the opportunity to play that Roseanne sounder after that first bitch was talking. Uh, I don't. Oh, oh, here it is. I got it. I did. Go home, bitch. She definitely (laughs) deserves one. 
This all of this also takes place in the context of um, Judge. Oh, there's Roseanne's face. I didn't mean for that. Anyway, hello Roseanne. Uh, it takes place in the context of uh, Janine Pirro, whose yeah. show is now, I guess, temporarily suspended by Fox because she had some commentary about Ilhan Omar this week, basically saying that Ilhan Omar may be dual loyal due to her hijab. She said, quote, Omar wears a hijab, which according to the Quran uh, tells women to cover so they won't get molested. Is her adherence to this Islamic doctrine indicative of her adherence to Sharia law, which in itself is antithetical to the United States Constitution? This is more or less exactly what Ilhan Omar said about AIPAC and Jews and Israel. But generally speaking, the left only cares about one. Wow, incredible. Uh, that is so, so uncontroversial. It's, I have not seen the clip in question, but I would imagine that's even the context that explains her commentary. That is to say, listen, Ilhan Omar, you want to qu- question certain people's loyalty? I'll go right ahead and question yours. Here's some reasons why. I'm not, I don't know that she said that, but that would be one explanatory theory, I'm guessing. Yet Judge Janine gets punished. Yeah, I mean, there was irony in Alana Mars saying that about dual loyalty while wearing a hijab. Yes. It's like, uh, you're Somalian, so... When I picture American loyalty, I picture Ilana Omar. Ilana Omar. When I picture yeah. upholding the Constitution, yeah. Okay, we got to keep it moving along unless you got more to say about Tucker. But uh, No, I'm just scared Caesar's going to attack me again. Uh, I think he's going blind, and that might be why he keeps attacking me on the show. Uh, all, I can, all I can say about Tucker is great job. I hope people Good follow this you. blueprint. Don't apologize and stick it right back to them. Right, and then just keep... Yeah moving on and keep working on other things and eventually it'll just blow over um the left when stuff like this happens to them they just don't even address it until it blows over so just don't apologize tell everybody to get bent and keep working explain uh the the, the surface level details of this, this uh is, this college scam to me on so becky's hilarious. college scam god this week and unsurprising news um <laughs> aunt becky So basically what happened, there was this guy, William Singer, who made $25 million running this scheme in which he bribed coaches and university administrators, SAT and ACT administrators, to um, designate students as recruited athletes and to fix their SAT and ACT scores. So his quote on this, I created a side door. Uh, Singer said in federal court on Tuesday (laughs) as he pleaded guilty to four counts related to the multi-million dollar scam and Mm. admitted the case against him was accurate. Quote, so that was what made it so attractive to so many families is I created a guarantee. What Mm. he also did was once this investigation started in September because he was working with the feds on this, he warned, I think, six different families that he was under federal investigation. And so now he's going to get charged with obstruction of justice too. Oh my God. Retard. Okay. (laughs) Tons of people are involved. Tons of people. Um, most famously, this Aunt Becky character. What's her name again? Lori Laughlin? Lori Laughlin, yeah. Um, Tranny Face McGee. Uh, it's just like tons of elites. Um, and, you know, I mean, did, we all kind of knew this was what was happening here. I am surprised, I got to say, about the SAT and ACT fixing because administrators were just going through and changing their answers or uh, the singer guy had a person that would take the ACT or SAT for them and like, They'd be like, what kind of score do you want to get? And they'd be like, oh, I don't know, probably 1320 is believable. And so he and they, just was they so good at it. they did exactly that. Yeah, yeah, he was just so good at it because he's taken it so many times. I but. heard that there was some like learning disability component to that particular aspect yeah, of the scheme. Yeah, if you say you have ADD, you get unlimited time. 
Okay. And maybe, maybe that it sounded like that opened the door for the, the person, um, the person who's actually overseeing the test to be a little more, uh, Lenient well, to it, give, yeah. to give benefits, but also to have maybe some additional yes. liberties taken. Yeah. So Huffman and Laughlin made their initial court appearances and were released after posting like a crazy amount on bond. I think one of them was like it was like five hundred thousand dollars something like that i might be wrong about that but it was god, god. like i mean the amount they were spending in laughlin's case in particular i forget how much she spent it was something like i think felicity million... huffman it was fifteen thousand, but for laughlin it was it was like half a million dollars for usc like... yeah not even for yale or stanford or the I other for, for freaking usc. usc and then some of the colleges i was totally baffled like wake forest was involved in this it's yeah like, uh, come on I mean, i'm not trying to take a shot at any of these schools it's just don't you think that your children would be better off with just that money in a fund for them as opposed to like rigging yeah. this system to get them or into like your an hot okay school millionaire daughter that's the daughter of an actress and a fashion designer that's worth like tons of money and also makes tons of money on her youtube yeah. channel it's like why even send her to usc like yeah it doesn't make it's does, the social connection thing yeah. it's yeah whatever it, it's it just all goes to show that college doesn't mean dick anymore that going to an ivy league school doesn't mean what it used to mean it's like now if you're a minority or you're a woman at Stanford, I'm going to be like, hmm, okay. Or like you're <laughs> or the son you're of if you're David Hogg at Harvard, a lot yeah. of people were trying the to figure out if he was the beneficiary. Experiences, I'm sure. Yeah. I actually don't think that it requires any conspiratorial thinking on that front. I, I invite being proven wrong, but I think in David Hogg's case, it's literally just the fawning over the political activism that explains it. He got a 1260 on his SATs. Hmm. I, I, I don't recall. Harvard, fucking Harvard. It, it, I forget what, the Harvard average is well above that. I remember reading I that. I think it's, it's like, like 14, 14 or 15. 15 yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, rough time for uh, for Aunt Becky because she's now being written off of uh, Fuller House in case you're a big fan of the Netflix spinoff. It's just going to be Uncle Jesse now. No more Aunt Becky. Boo-hoo. Is she going to die? Or are they going to get divorced or what? I don't know. I hope they write her off Roseanne style like she ODs on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on trucks or something. Yeah. Uh, apparently she had a show on Hallmark and uh, Hallmark's cutting ties with her too. So she's going to have to be written off of multiple things. sounds like both of her daughters, she has Olivia, what's her name? Olivia Jade. And then I don't know who her other daughter is, but apparently she had two daughters get into USC, presumably both under this scheme. They're now both leaving <laughs> USC because they're uh, worried about bullying. Aww. That's the explanations that they're, they're fearful. They're going to be bullied when they get I'm back so to rich uh, and hot. And now I can't get a communications degree at USC. A- apparently so. not. A lot of people are, are uh, playing this clip of, um, of Olivia Jade uh, saying basically, yeah, listen, I'm going to go to college at USC, but uh, I really don't give a crap about college at all, or at least the school aspect of it. Here's her And commentary. then the whole college thing, yep, I'm going. I'm living in a dorm with a roommate who's so sweet. Uh, with work, it's going to be hard. Like my first week of school, I'm leaving to go to Fiji for work. And then I'll be in New York a bunch this year for work and traveling to a different country because I'm creating something with this country and that's for work. So I'm, I don't know how much of school I'm going to attend, but I'm going to go in and talk to my deans and everyone and hope that I can try and balance it all. Um, but I do want the experience of like game days, partying. I don't really care about school. Yeah, oh exactly. My God. You know what she needs? She needs to you know drop out of school like she did, take her sister, and they need to go backpacking through Morocco. That's to find what they themselves. Do, to find yeah. themselves, yeah. Yeah. They totally won't get beheaded. 
it turns out Aunt Becky had already been a, an accomplice to such a scheme back in a 1993 episode of Full House, too. No or at least way. she she went along with Uncle Jesse's plot. This is a clip from the show that sort of mm-hmm. aged poorly. Sweetheart, if you happen to hear some, uh, I don't know, some strange things during this interview, just uh, just kind of go with it. Your hair looks good like that, by the way. What strange things? See, on the application, I may have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I may have embellished a little bit. Embellished? How much? A little, a tad, a little, minuscule amounts, really, just a tad. Ah, oh, Ambassador and Mrs. Katsopoulos. <laughs> Why don't you just sit down, make yourselves at home, and I'll be back with you shortly. Uh-huh. Ambassador? <laughs> to be fair, it sounds like it was mostly Uncle Jesse's doing, but, you know. Does this break your heart a little bit? I, well, I am a big fan of uh, the nostalgia element of of the show and all that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, who doesn't like Lori Loughlin prior to all this? I, among the women who has aged the best of any woman alive, Lori Loughlin. No, that she... other one uh, from Full House. Who's the other one? Oh, Candace Cameron. Yes. Candace. Cam- they both have aged phenomenally well. Yeah. So good for them, but apparently it... Well, I don't know if you want to be someone who has aged phenomenally well in women's prison, which where she might. I don't know. Is she facing uh, jail time? Nothing's going to happen to these She's going to get away, pay a fine or something. I guess I don't know. I, do we know the charges that were filed against her? Uh, I don't know. I should know because yeah. I prepped this segment of the show, but I don't. <laughs> All right. I'll, moving on, moving on. <laughs> you know who had even more unfortunate commentary on this is Elizabeth Warren, who has no sympathy for college cheats. She was on Morning oh, Joe God. to let us know. Zero sympathy for college cheats, Elizabeth Warren. I want to ask you some questions about other issues that you would, you would confront as president. Rapid fire. Okay. So just your gut. Your gut on these core things. So as a parent, how much sympathy would you have uh, for these parents who are embroiled in this alleged cheating scandal? Zero. Zero. Okay. No sympathy. No awesome. sympathy. Now, recall, of course, that Elizabeth Warren put that she's American Indian on various college-associated documentation in the past. She denies to this day that that ever afforded her career or academic advancement, but leave it to you to be the judge. Mm, they're saying wire fraud. Wire fraud. Okay. We'll see if she actually uh, ends up in jail over it. There were a lot of good memes, like they're going to have a, an Aunt Becky spinoff called Big House, or she's going to make a cameo in Orange is the New Black, that kind of thing. There's a lot of good stuff circulating social media. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. Unless you have more. No, we got good God. We got one, two, three. We got like four topics left. So you want to take uh we could take maybe a five minute break and then just cruise through the rest of them. And we'll get back with super chat at the end of the show. Okay. All right. Uh, Julie V. Love the Trump. Uh, loved that Trump slams in your flappy hands. I cannot stop oh, looking at Beto? his hands now. Yeah. yeah. If politics or skateboarding doesn't work out for him, I think traffic control would be perfect. <laughs> no, it'd be too confusing. Everyone would get in a car accident. Yeah. John Smith. I live in Dallas, Fort Worth area in Texas, and people are crazy about this nobody from El Paso. He's done nothing for Texans, and yet the leftists here treat him like a hero. It's sickening. That's weak. Boogeyman, 917, Cut Todd, Short Todd, apologies to Chuck Todd. My middle name is Todd. Thanks for the same <laughs> safe space. As always, obviously, I need it. Thank well, thanks. For Son of Man, only 2,999,999,951 to go. <laughs> New oh Salem leads the way. I got to read these through before oh I read God. them out loud. Becca Lewis or whatever the fuck is at home. like She's going to get us banned. Yeah. Humanist aggressor, no note. 
Van Molis says, conservative gay guy from New Jersey here. Mm. Uh, thank you both so much for your work. Your podcast remind me that there's still people who care and stand up for traditional values. Also, Matt, you're adorable. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Bags. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Big LC. I've heard that after Christchurch, all New Zealand ISPs blocked a center. What a fantastic idea. Let's punish Gab for the killer live stream and the attack on Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it, that was another thing that was interesting. Of course, when you had the, the synagogue shooter, it was that, oh, he, he was on Gab and it's yeah. all Gab's fault. Meanwhile, this guy uses... He, I, did he post the manifesto on Twitter? I thought I had read that. I think he sent it. I don't know, actually. Facebook was definitely used. I think Twitter was used in some capacity, but these aren't the platforms of white nationalist mosque <laughs> shooters. I wonder why. Fluffy midget. Nebraska is experiencing record flooding. Major highways are crumbling. Mm. Bridges are washing into rivers. Towns are being cut off from supplies and evacuated. Yet the mainstream media doesn't seem interested. That's because Tucker Carlson said something naughty. Well, all the best to everybody in Nebraska and Iowa who may be listening to the show. Yep. Stay safe. Acoustic rum chair. Blonde is kicking ass. Matt is okay. I mean, his sweater is okay. That is a good assessment of the show. Uh, Josh- Read the one that called me adorable again. <laughs> no. Right. Thank you. Joshy, why Facebook was reported to have removed 1.5 million uploads of the New Zealand shooting. Damn. Well, everybody saw it. 1.5 million so times. Wow. That's, I'm surprised it was that many. Um, Ryan F. The New Zealand attack is fundamentally different than school shooting. School shooters have no agenda outside of notoriety. The manifesto shows his intent. It's imperative people understand mm. what is I true. suppose that's a fair distinction, yeah. Um, Aria8888. He is from my hometown and his family is a fairly standard labor voting family left but not fruitcake left. They are not right wing at all. Hard to explain to Americans. Yeah, when I read the manifesto, I'm like, I, this guy's clearly not a conservative. I mean, it sounds like he had a lot of... Uh... I guess they call him right wing because of his his views on ethno nationalism or whatever. That that's why. But as I far reject as his, that that's a conservative position. Right. His views on like economics would not necessarily correspond. Um Joseph Duft Kalisics. Matt, I sent you a link to the beheading video of the Scandinavian women and you casually dismiss watching it. Why watch the New Zealand video seem selectively sympathetic to Muslims? I'll answer that for you. It's because those beheading videos are considerably more graphic. I would they, I've seen them before. Like, honestly, I've seen, I've, I've seen them before. before. It's not yeah. that I, listen, I would apply the same reasoning. And I've, that's why I've watched ISIS videos in the past is I want to know what this stuff looks like. That said, you know, you can call it a cop out if you want. For me, I feel like if I've seen one, I've seen them all. That's not to say that to to infer sympathy for the terrorists in that beheading case. No, absolutely not. It's just my appetite for viewing that sort of material has been uh, has definitely been satisfied by by what I've seen in the past. Yeah, I mean, those poor girls. um, But at the same time, like, what are you doing in Morocco? Like, What were they thinking going there? It's like these young women that that grow up with parents that just teach them about egalitarianism, that all cultures are equal and the same. They just think the world is their fucking backyard and they can just play around in Muslim countries and everything's going to be fine. It's like a parent's job to instill skepticism of of cultures like this in their children. Hmm. Uh, Gabriel Lopez, no note. Thank you, sir. Ryan F. Also in regards to New Zealand shooter, Candace Owens is engaged to a white man and presumably intends to have mixed race babies. Not alt-right. Uh, how is this missed? Is the media stupid, lazy, or evil? All three. All three. I suppose. Um, let me, I'll just uh, catch up on Streamlabs and we'll move along. Um, inclusion with an E. I am doing an informative speech for school. What topic should I inform people on? 
does not need to be political. Hit me up with a few ideas. Uh, I don't know, man. Put put. Uh, I don't play the Wikipedia game and just start clicking links and see what you land on. The uh, dangers it, of multiculturalism. How about that? Well, you're gonna you're gonna take a political punishment for that one. Mm. On why diversity is awesome, then you'll get an A for sure. Depends on your objectives. Uh, good luck with it. Phil says Luke Ford has pointed out on his live stream that Islamic populations are relatively peaceful in host countries until they reach 3% of the population. Anyone expecting this multicultural utopia to come to being will have a, uh, to come into being has no idea what the hell they are unleashing. Oh, yeah. uh, it seems like the historical precedent is not particular, particularly good. Radicus says uh, the quartering did a great rundown of the sword and scale situation. I'll have to check it out. Don tread on me says, Hey guys, great stream tonight. Thank you for keeping up the sanity, sanity safe space. Totally off topic question again this evening for blonde. How is your search for religion going? Also, Matt, I uh, also Matt and I never had sodomy. <laughs> we'll keep up the good work. God bless. How's your religious endeavors? Uh, how are um, they going? You know, it's rough. I'm having a hard time finding God in life. Mm. Uh, and I feel like things like, culturally are really bleak right now so it's been a real struggle for me but i'm surrounding myself with christians specifically catholics and they are all just such good happy people from giant families and so i'm like all right maybe there's not a lot of nihilism there i would imagine Mm -hmm. they're they're super happy yeah Hmm. miles kinslow says hey guys i can't help but think that people are outraged because it lines up with their narratives about islamophobia than a pure concern for violence uh, on all sides do we really want to confront problems or polish our halos of wokeness yeah i would think it's the latter and i think this is another example i think that's yeah i think that's totally a fair theory i the point is surprise surprise there is not a lot of principle coming from left-wing politics and uh, yeah, violence is the worst thing ever when a political opponent does it. When left-wing Antifa people do it, well, it, you know, you can kind of understand where they're coming from, right? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's get through the rest of the topics. What do we got up next? I've already forgotten. Oh yeah, I want to talk about um, the the these responsibility cases because I find this stuff to be fascinating. So this week there's a there's at least a couple of these. Um. An update to the to the Newtown shooting story, which is of course mm-hmm. one like seven years old at this point. But Jeez, apparently, really? there was um, there's been a lawsuit that that uh, the Sandy the the families of kids who were killed at Sandy Hook have been attempting to pursue against Remington. Uh, Remington, of course, is the owner of the manufacturer of the Bushmaster XM15 that uh, Adam Lanza apparently used in the Sandy Hook shooting. And they, they want, they've been trying to sue Remington for all these years because of supposedly uh, marketing, I, I guess is what the, the claim is, that Remington marketed their AR-15 rifles specifically in ways that were appealing to Adam Lanza and or school shootings. So what happened, at least in the courts in, uh, in Connecticut, it was the, the Connecticut Supreme Court on Thursday that ruled that they can pursue this lawsuit and that Remington can be sued over how it marketed the rifle. I, I haven't been able to find the marketing in question. I'm skeptical, mm. obviously, that Remington said, like, lol, the best school shooter there is, the Bushmaster XM15. Check it out, crazy kids. That was way darker than my beheading Jeff. Come on. <laughs> All right. Um, so if anyone sees the marketing in question, I would be very much interested in, uh, in taking a look. So send it my way. 
but we'll have to rely on a description for now. So the plaintiffs are arguing that the Bushmaster AR-15 style rifle used by Adam Lanza is too dangerous for the public and Remington glorified the weapon in marketing it to young people, including those with <laughs> mental illness. Not sure exactly what that means, but again, I'm skeptical that Remington said, Hey, crazy youth who are violently inclined, <laughs> check out this gun. This. Yeah. That's uh, so, so mostly it just, it, the question hinges on what the marketing involved here was. We will have to see it before making a definitive judgment. Um, come on. Ner- I mean, there's just no way. There's, I got to say, 99.9% chance there's no way. Nervously awaiting the conclusion of this suit are Home Depot, who supposedly marketed their trucks to jihadis. And then, of course, uh, Bic. Bic, little known fact, marketed their lighters to crazy lesbians who want to burn down their own (laughs) homes in hoax hate cases. So a lot of precedent on the line for those companies. They're shivering and sweating. Did you prep those jokes or were those off the Yeah, I wrote them. Oh, okay. I was going to say... You're so talented. The, the, the point is that there's the 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 precedent set here is insane. Yeah. To imagine saying, yeah, Home Depot's uh, Home Depot's responsible for the the Uzbek guy who drove through that side or that running that jogging path in Manhattan or wherever yeah. that was. Imagine saying, um, I don't know, any anybody's product who is a, a company who manufactures uh, manufactures kitchen knives is responsible for a stabbing. Anything or like that. that Benadryl is responsible for some crazy lesbians driving their car off of a bridge. Alternatively, this might tie into Roseanne, too. She might have a case with, uh, was it Ambien? Oh, yeah. She's res- she can sue Ambien for loss of uh, income after she was yeah. written off her Connors show. Okay, moving along. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has said something or, or issued a line of questioning this week that is of similar theme. So the Wells Fargo bank CEO Timothy Sloan appeared before the House Financial Services Committee this week now chaired of course by Maxine Waters remember Maxine Waters chairs your House Financial Services Committee and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is on the committee this bank CEO was there to answer questions about the bank's recovery from a series of scandals in 2016 when it was revealed that Wells Fargo had been openly or had been opening phantom bank accounts in customers' names and forcing unnecessary um, fees and products upon some of them. So with her time, rather than talk about this past scandal, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez grilled Tim Sloan about lending money to companies that run ICE uh, ICE detention facilities and the Dakota Access Pipeline. Here is uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Gentlewoman from New York, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez, is recognized for five minutes. Thank you, Madam Chair. Mr. Sloan, why was the bank involved in the caging of children and financing the caging of children to begin with? Uh, I I don't know how to answer that question because we weren't. So in finance, you were financing and involved in debt financing of CoreCivic and Geo Group, correct? For a, for a period of time, we were involved in financing one of the firms. We're not anymore and the other. I'm not familiar with the, the specific uh, assertion that you're making, but we weren't directly involved in that. Okay. So these companies run um, private detention facilities run by ICE, which, uh, which is involved in, in caging children. But I'll, I'll move on. Since Wells Fargo financed the building of this pipeline in an, un, in an, in, in an environmentally unstable way, 
Uh, why shouldn't the bank be held responsible Ooh. for financing the cleanup of the, of the disasters from these projects? So we, we were not involved in the financing of the, X, of the XL pipeline. We were one of the 17 or 19 banks that was involved in the financing of the Dakota Access oh. Pipeline. Okay, so, uh, so Wells Fargo hasn't financed any company associated with the Keystone XL pipeline? No, I, I didn't okay. say that. I, I said we're not involved in financing that pipeline specifically. Okay, so let's focus on the Dakota Access Pipeline. Uh, should Wells Fargo be held responsible for the damages incurred by climate change due to the financing of fossil fuels and, and these projects? What? I don't know how you calculate that Congresswoman uh, How about to um, the cleanups from the leaks of the Dakota Access Pipeline? I'm, I'm not aware of the leaks associated with the Dakota Access Pipeline uh, that you're describing. So hypothetically, if there was a leak mm -hmm. from the Dakota Access Pipeline, mm -hmm. uh, why shouldn't Wells Fargo pay for the cleanup of it if, since it paid for the construction of the pipeline itself? Because we don't operate the pipeline. We provide financing to the company that's operating the pipeline. Okay, so the point that oh she's trying God. to make is that the bank lending money to any wrongdoer should be responsible for the wrongdoing of that person. It's so embarrassing. I almost feel bad for her. I just, you tried, sweetie. You, you did a good job and you try. <laughs> I mean, does she not understand how, how credit operates? That's like saying, like, uh, you finance somebody's car and then they drove it over a bunch of people. Yeah. So the, the person that financed the car is responsible. Like, what? 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 Right. Yeah. Did they Isn't finance, be, did they give Home coached? Depot a loan for Uzbek, Uzbek yeah. the trucks that would be used for Uzbek jihadis later? Something so like that. It's, it's, it's fun to make fun of, but seriously, think about the implications here. Uh, so obviously we have ideological bank disassociation and that continues. We've, we've seen this with Chase in particular over the last few weeks and months. They've been closing people's accounts. I think Joe Biggs, did they do this to Laura Lomer? Yeah. There have been a few examples where they say, listen, we don't like your politics. You can't have an account here. So you got that problem where all of a sudden you have to be a correct thinker, a right thinker to have access to finance in this country. But just think of the economic impact. That is to say, if we're going to put, if we're going to make banks responsible for vetting all of the purposes and use of all of their money to that extent, think of the teams they're going to have to hire to process all of this extreme vetting, which by the way, what does that mean? It means the cost of borrowing money goes up. That's yeah. what it means. Yeah. You have significant impact on the economy. Mind you, fear of liability in a lawsuit means you're less inclined to issue a loan at all because if anyone does anything wrong, all of a sudden you're on the hook. Yeah, I mean, she wants to destroy the economies can, in amazing ways. They can place responsibility on their lender for virtually anything. Yeah. I mean, uh, the way I was thinking about this is like with censorship, we're already building an eggshell speech culture. That is to say people are afraid to speak their minds. We're now going to build an eggshell economy in That's which everybody's brilliant. afraid yeah. to afraid to pay money or lend money or do any of this stuff. Which What does that mean? Nobody's going to bother making cool products. Nobody's going to market in interesting ways. Nobody's going to be innovative. Uh, and, and most importantly, again, nobody's going to lend money to anybody. No bank's going to lend money out. I can't wait. I can't wait for the Ocasio economy. Yeah. And what is the, I think this is all an extension of whatever this pathological need to deflect responsibility on the left is. When somebody does something wrong, guess who's responsible? The person who did something wrong. It's that simple. Sometimes, though, you're the person who did something wrong. And you have to self-reflect. And that's very painful. I get it. It's not fun. But that is uh, the biggest shortcoming, I think, in the, in the progressive worldview, the left-wing worldview, is an inability, a refusal to consider the, the, 
number one reason why your life might suck is because you made it suck. That's that's for whatever reason they can't confront that. You know what the most baffling thing about this was? She's supposed to be being coached by Justice Democrat. She's supposed to have answers for things. Like they must have approved this line, this retarded <laughs> line of questioning. Oh, maybe I don't know. Somebody I, I looked to... at this and they're like, "Yeah, do that." That was embarrassing. It was hard to watch. Well, do you want to get more embarrassing? Oh, whatever, dude. My favorite tweet of the week this week is from uh, USA Today talking about a, a study that came out. This tweet reads, the air that Americans breathe isn't equal. Pollution from whites disproportionately affects blacks and Hispanics. You go to the, uh, to the article, it's describing a study that was, uh, it's from researchers supported by the University of Minnesota Initiative for Renewable Energy and the Environment Grant. It was published by Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. So we know these are very important and prestigious academics. According to what I'm sure is very scientific and not at all biased analysis, non-Hispanic whites experience about 17% less air pollution than they cause, while Hispanics are exposed to 63% more air pollution than they cause, and blacks are exposed to 56% more air pollution than they cause, uh, says one uh, particular professor quoted in this, uh, this USA Today article, these findings confirm that most grassroots environmental justice leaders or confirm what these justice leaders have known for decades. Whites are dumping their pollution on poor people and people of color. Mm. Uh, I hear the air quality in Mexico city is excellent. Maybe (laughs) all the Hispanics should go check it out. Yeah. Now, interestingly for the purposes of this study, uh, non-Hispanic whites, the, the people who are to be blamed in this case, also includes Asian Americans and Native Americans. This is based on the source that the researchers used government data on personal expenditures from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. So white people includes Asians. Huh. I'm sure that's for uh, academic integrity reasons. I'm sure there's a very analytically sound reason. They, they, I'd have to go check the data set. They say it's the government's fault. The government data do this. I've never seen government data that break down racial demographics, but lump Asians with whites. I'll be, I'm happy to see the, the evidence if that's what this particular data set does, but I'd be surprised. Um, if I'm supposed to believe that this is a legitimate analysis, uh, my, the simple question is, would the findings have been published if they showed the opposite result? That is to say, those damn blacks no, the are the data polluting. would have been cherry-picked and they would have published it in the same way, probably. I guess so. Um, but but I get, the other question about the legitimacy is, okay, fine, I'm going to assume your methods are legit, your findings are legit. Why isn't the headline, whites and Asians largely, largely cause it? Whites, yeah. Indians, and those damn Native Americans, those Indians and their reservations are causing it. The, the the group that is to blame is not uniquely white. There are other racial groups in that mix. Yet, you think they circulated these findings amongst Mexicans and Central Americans as a deterrent to come to the United States? In that case, I support these findings. <laughs> it's very credible in that regard. Very credible. Moving on, because uh, I know you're very interested in talking about Desmond. No, but this segment looks super long. So It's not that long. I just wanted to read mostly Desmond's mom's quote. What is the point of CPS if they can't get this under control? Well, it's it's headed up by Andrew Cuomo. Duh. Uh, so 
She, but she, Desmond's mom does say this case reached the governor's office if she's to be believed. So recall, we've been talking about the, the so-called drag kid Desmond for months. This kid who has been, dra- you know, no pun intended, dragged around all these shows like Good Morning America and put on display and doing all these dance routines. Well, the controversy really got, uh, well, it reached a low point in December when Desmond was on stage performing late at night at a New York gay club. Uh, and people were throwing dollar bills at him and things like that. Well, surprise, surprise, it turns out a lot of people called New York State authorities and New York City authorities to report this as potential child abuse. Uh, Desmond's mom has now posted on Instagram images of exonerating letters she received from New York State agencies showing... um, Let's see if I can bring up the photos here showing basically all these letters she's received from a whole bunch of places. So these, the places that investigated include child protective services, uh, the, the NYPD, the child advocacy center, the center for missing and exploited children and the department of labor and the DA's office in New York. She's got all these letters to show for it. And apparently they all say, look, we investigated, we could find no evidence of abuse. Allegations of child abuse were unfounded. Uh, this is what Desmond's mom says. Apparently Desmond's mom says that, uh, was, uh, she says, because the number of reports they received, our cases went all the way to the governor's office. Oh, her name's Wendy. Or maybe it is Wendy Lou. I didn't want to call her the wrong name earlier, but anyway, Wendy says the reports went all the way to the governor's office. We had announced visits and we had announced visits and unannounced visits to our home nearly daily. And at all hours and Desmond's school, our family was probed more intensely than any other case before. That invites a series of jokes. Probed more intensely than Desmond was after performing the gay bar. God. Okay, specifically referencing Desmond's performance at the gay bar in December, Desmond's mom says, quote, Desmond is never allowed into the bar area of any club nor the main floor. He stays backstage with me in the dressing room or on stage only. It must be noted, however, that uh, it is not against the law in New York City for a minor to be in an establishment that serves alcohol as long as they are, an accomp- they are accompanied by an adult. Desmond, the problem here. He was still gyrating around for the sexual satisfaction of a bunch of middle aged homos. But it was supervised. It was supervised gyration. Oh, God. She says Uh, uh, Desmond was the sole performer for the performance at the center of this controversy, and he performed three numbers. The venue took measures to make sure it would be age appropriate, like making it at two in the morning in New York City or whatever it was. How is this age appropriate? That's what she says. And the audience members that attended were respectful and in good conduct. This, This quote gets me. I know a lot of drag fans and drag queens do not want to see kids in what they consider an adult form of entertainment or venue, but drag is changing and becoming more widespread and popular with people of all ages, genders, identities, races, abilities, or disabilities. My son is a professional drag performer, not a stripper. No one forces him to perform. Performing is what he loves to do and has always loved to do. As we know, it's it's just organic. This all happened organically without intervention from Crazy Mom. None of that. Oh, my God. So if you had any hope for Desmond, again, as I've said all along, this it pains me to hope for state intervention. I don't want parents to have to be – I don't want parents surrendering their parental role to the state. That said, there has to be some line of negligence or abuse – and what happened at the bar in New York, I mean, if I can't call that negligent or abusive, 
there's not a lot left besides like actual violence and rape. Is Western society going to get to a place where they'll take your kid for homeschooling them or refusing to give them hormones at a young age when they say that they're the opposite gender, but it's totally fine to pimp your young child out to a bunch of drug addled middle-aged homosexuals. Is that what we're going to fucking do? You have to ask Andrew Cuomo. He'll he'll tell you. He'll say straight. Are we going to get there as a society? Because I'm telling you right now, I want no part. When I'm on my deathbed, I want to be like, okay, I had no part in this. (laughs) This is horseshit. Like, we we can't do anything about this. Apparently not. Apparently the state of New York. And and I I guess I'm astounded that it wasn't just one agency. It was like a dozen. Well, whatever. I've said it before and I'll say it again. When he murders his parents, I'll give I'll donate so much money to his defense fund. (laughs) I guess so. All right, you ready for that time? Yeah, whatever. (laughs) And now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. Not this time. You think they'll notice? Well, we'll get to that. That's true. There is a correctly oriented swastika to discuss. But this one doesn't involve a swastika. It involves a noose supposedly directed at an African-American woman who works for Verizon. And she says she's say a noose. I just want to point that out. What? Never mind. Proceed. Proceed. Are, are you making a are you making a joke about anatomy? <laughs> I am because oh. I'm a funny woman guy. A, a singular <laughs> noose. Just one noose apparently hanging from the rafters at this Verizon networking center or something because she is a. Network tech at Verizon, and she says she's been stalked and harassed by a coworker. And last month, she discovered a single noose made of wires on her desk. And it looks yeah. like it's hanging in this mm. photo, but I guess it was on her desk. She's now suing Verizon, filing a lawsuit in federal court in New Jersey. She, she alleges the harassment was immediately reported, but neither Verizon supervisors nor union representatives took action. The woman is still employed there. She went. She did go on a nine-month medical leave, quote, due to the documented medical condition she developed over the constant stalking. Mm. Shortly after she returned to work, surprise, surprise, this noose appears. I'm not sure if the leave was paid or not, but it, it, I, I can't confirm that. If, if it was paid leave and then she comes back and all of a sudden there's this noose up and she has a big lawsuit to get a bunch of money. Yeah. Call me skeptical. The damages she's alleging are not publicly available, but perhaps in this case, since there's at least a lawsuit, we, we may get some answers through the development of that lawsuit. And I'll happily eat my words if I'm wrong. I'll say, huh? I guess, I guess, the, I guess that noose at Verizon was a legit hate crime or legit ethnic intimidation or whatever we're witnessing here, supposedly. Meanwhile, there is real hate going on in New York City, but it doesn't fit the narrative. Apparently, there's some black transgender person walking around New York City streets macing white people in the face. And what she does is she asks them if they're white. And if they say yes, she can't observe this, I guess. She has to confirm verbally. Are you white? Yes, you get pepper sprayed. Check Check this story out. An arrest in the case of a woman pepper sprayed at random in the Bronx. Now they're investigating whether the suspected attacker they have in custody is behind a string of similar incidents. A lady came up to me and she said, are you white? And I kind of shook my head. She pepper sprayed me. Um, I couldn't see anything. It really sucked because I knew that it was a hate crime because the first thing she said was, are you white? 
A couple who didn't want their faces shown moment, say they were it's walking just down Cortona Avenue Saturday when the suspect allegedly approached them and sprayed them in the face. Police arrested 37-year-old Thomas Hurd, a transgender woman, a short time later for the attack. Now they're trying to figure. Oh, I thought it was so. It's male to female transgender oh, okay. person. I thought it was female to male, but it's. Yeah, they usually are. Or wait, no, but the name is Thomas. Is that the dead name or is that the new? Now I'm confused. Them in the face. Police arrested 37-year-old Thomas Hurd, a transgender woman, a short time later for the attack. Now they're trying to figure out if Hurd was behind a pepper spray crime spree on Friday. Jeez. A total of 11 people were attacked between Harlem and the Bronx. She held the mace directly to my eye and just sprayed in my eye. And I just started shouting out, can someone please call the police? Oh like, and then God. I couldn't see at that point. The NYPD Hate Crimes Task Force is investigating all these incidents. Yeah. I guess I'm surprised to see the, to see the hate crimes task force taking a break from investigating Nazi chalk swastikas yeah, at schools really. to take a look at these actual assaults. But good for them. I'm surprised that girl said like this is a hate crime. Apparently, yeah. Good. I mean, to be as fair as possible, we don't know for sure that this Thomas transgender person is the one depicted in the footage. But at least we know that someone is going around doing this. Yeah. So we'll have to see how this develops. Uh, last story. Let's see if I can get, here we go. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who's definitely not dead. Not dead. And is definitely fully functional on the Supreme Court. I'm 100% sure. <laughs> she apparently has, uh, there, there's a movie about her and they're promoting it with posters in New York City subways calling uh, RBG a history maker and a trailblazer. But on Tuesday, a poster at one Brooklyn subway uh, stop included another message, an anti-Semitic slur and a swastika scrawled over her face. Uh, as we said, so just in case you're curious and you're listening, it says, die Jew bitch. That's, <laughs> that's the message. Is it die semicolon? Oh, no, that's a, that's a, that's, I, that, that's a, like a freckle or a mole on her oh forehead. I thought they put a semicolon. Anyway, die Jew bitch. And as we said at the top of the show, the one reason it might be legit, look at that swastika. Not just the correct orientation of the yeah. lines, but the correct angle. I think this person really believes this. Yeah, I think it might this be. is real. The, the one thing that's underreported, and I'm not saying this is the case, I have no way to know, but there's a lot of uh, as, uh, um, black anti-Semitic activity in New York, too. I'm not saying it's it's uniquely black or there aren't white people doing it or whatever, but one of the reasons that it goes underreported is because it doesn't fit the narrative of the white supremacists. There's a lot of, of anti-Semitic activity that happens from black people too. Mm. Who knows? All I can say is pretty good penmanship. Well, isn't who... die the in German, like in that episode of The Simpsons ah. where Sideshow Bob is, he's like saying, no, I, I was saying the Bart, the. <laughs> so this oh, yeah. this would just say, what what does it say? Um. The Jew bitch. That's all it is. It's the, just the Jew bitch. Yeah, that's right. all. <laughs> so who knows? I, I have a feeling that uh, if this person was truly in the know, they would have known that she's been dead for several months and there's no need to wish death upon her. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to we'll call this you. one legit, though. I'm pretty sure. You think it's real? You think it's sure. uh, yeah, like yeah. that like that Indiana synagogue with the fantastic... The, the very yeah. well done multicolored graffiti on the dumpster wall thing. Yeah, I think this is I think this is for real. It was the same people, maybe. All right. We're past two hours. We got to get the hell out of here. So we'll have to catch day. up on Super Chat. 
um, let's see, uh, Cumin30, AIU made a great video parsing through the Christchurch Manifesto, if you want to check that out mm. without reading. Any chance you'd invite Devin on? He's one of the most underrated YouTubers around. Is he the one that shit all over me in one of his videos, like, Maybe, two years ago? Could be. Is he the kangaroo guy? He's, he, yeah. He, and he's, it was him, yeah. He's, he's had definitely controversial uh, fights in his I day. I can't remember what he said. It was thought something, something e-celeb something mm. something I, I can't remember yeah, I, um, I mean i i'm so, not i'm not saying no but no fuck that guy forever i've, I've never talked to him i don't know <laughs> All right, fuck unless that, that wasn't him in which case i apologize <laughs> <laughs> frank underwood disappointed that matt still does not get how the mainstream media operates the mainstream media have no allegiance to the truth or our lives they pursue clicks spreading their agenda by taking out their enemies well, I don't know that we're demonstrating that they are loyal to the truth on this show. Yeah. I think I think we consistently talk about that. To be Humanist honest. aggressor, uh, Matt and Blonde, please write about this. They're, I'm not sure what I, I assume that you mean the Christchurch thing. Um, these are important and compelling ideas. Video is incredibly helpful, but you need to put it into the written record. Uh, you got extra hours in the day? Sure Because we could do that. I mean, I, I honestly, I have to slightly disagree with the premise. I could post my scripts online you probably could too those those are written products this podcast is not mm-hmm. uh, i invite being i invite being well, the point i'm making is if you can show me that i that a written form of the videos i make gets anywhere near the numbers that the video product will uh, I, i'm highly skeptical i, I apologize somebody just correctly pointed out that i think sh- she's thinking of teal deer that is who i'm thinking uh, of not aiu oh ooh, you confused sorry. your uh, your your skeptic animals that's what it is. The skeptic yeah. animal thing. Yeah. I was thinking of teal deer. I'm sorry. Yeah, you didn't. So do, not he didn't do nothing yeah. forever. Um, waiting for that. <laughs> unfuck forever. Uh, yeah. Waiting for that eureka moment. Becca Lewis doesn't care. They put out their ultimatum on non-progressive speech. They want their straw man manifested. They want the excuse for um, for level crackdown on all liberties where only SJWs have social access. Yeah, that's true. She doesn't care. Um, hmm. Castle Bravo. Let me skip that one. Um, sorry, I'm getting kind of into the show blindness. A uh, hater, Jeffrey A. Uh, Naeem Rashid is the guy who tried to stop the shooter. He's a hero, failed or not. I've been seeing a lot of press on him the last. Sure, week. I mean that that part of the footage is just awful to watch, man. Yeah. That sucked. Ugh. Uh, and he C- actually he knocked him down too. He yeah. like almost yeah. tackled him. CJ hmm. says, "When is Sticks going to be on with you guys? Uh, it's probably time, isn't it?" Uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, I can message him this week. I don't know. I was messaging him. The last time I talked to Sticks was when they attempted to ban the stream. And he was helping me out with some insight. So I'm sure he's willing to come back. Oh, we love Sticks. Uh, Fat Hooligan, thank you for having the most sane take on the Christchurch shooting. Keep it up, guys. Thank you so much. Well, uh, ben says, the gun laws and their European progressivism killed my interest in immigrating to New Zealand. Hmm. Yes, just vacation will have to do. Unrelated Tucker Carlson 2020 after Trump's caving on immigration. I would love that so hmm. much. Oh, my God. Um, somebody got their message deleted. I'm sorry. Uh, Gabriel Lopez. Gun laws in Brazil are similar to New Zealand. Self-defense is not acceptable. Private security can get oh licenses. God. But regular citizens just can't get guns. You can't carry. Can't have in your car. Now with Bolsonaro, you can keep one at home, but can't shoot invaders. That's horseshit. But as I understand it, Brazil is a very safe country. Right? Right? Supposedly. Although, uh, isn't... Uh, I, and I know you're speaking sarcastically. I get it. But... Uh, isn't Bolsonaro trying to scale back this stuff? I, he said you can't uh, shoot intruders in your own home. Though. Yeah, I, as far as I understand, Bolsonaro has been 
attempting to wait. He said invaders. Maybe that's not right. Like that's the status quo. And and Bolsonaro has been trying to scale this stuff back and restore gun rights and self-defense rights to people. So hopefully that ends up working out. Um, Blue Atlas. We had a Cleveland meetup too. sent a pic to the email Tuesday recent tonight. I'm sorry. We'll um, put it on the show next Sunday. Yeah. Uh, sure. I didn't see it in the inbox today. Um, we love Cleveland. I've only been there once. Uh, it was so hot too. God. Yeah. Cloud nine almost died. Yeah, I did. Uh, if you're talking about Tucker, you have to talk Judge Janine, guys. I'm sending this before you discuss if you're planning on it. Enjoy the shekels anyway. I think the collapse is inevitable to accelerate it. Um, we did talk about that. I mean, yeah, what she was said so- was so uncontroversial. Well, and especially in the context. I mean, in yeah. the Ilhan Omar context, I fail to see why this is some big... That I guess what I'm saying is if you're outraged at Judge Janine, you have to be outraged at Ilhan Omar. Yeah. There's no distinction, but whatever. Uh, Keaton Matthews, so this will be my last $10 before I join the website this week. Thank you so much. Uh, I got mm. a crazy medical story for Blonde on Wednesday. Yes. So okay, would cool. you either want to die by Xenomorph Chester Bester or Predator Trophy Skull? I, I have no idea what those references are. I don't know either. Un- unfortunately. You want to Google Xenomorph Chester Bester? Thanks for supporting the show. I can uh, check up on it, yeah. Stock Puppet Joe. Greg Gutfeld is also good on Fox, but his show is on Saturdays. Yeah, I like him. Um, he's like one of five short guys that, I, that I'm into. Uh, that's not right. Matt and I once made love. I was Bubba. He was my love sponge. You know what I mean? Gay? Roadzilla 5332. Avi Yamini hmm. says this mosque radicalized two radicals killed in drone strikes in 2013 and had hosted a Somali hate preacher as well. Thomas Wichtervid says the whole attack was 100% trolling. I've heard that. We didn't discuss it in the show because I didn't see any hard corroboration. I mean, the, the evidence seemed a little spotty to me. That said, if it's if there is solid evidence I've missed, I'm happy to take a look at it. The other okay. thing I'm wary of is like, listen, there, there are there are tons of ma- there's tons of like people joining ISIS, uh, Somali immigrants joining ISIS from Minneapolis as well. Like that, that's a common thing too. It's not in no way does that justify doing something like this in Minneapolis. You know what I mean? Like um, they're saying alien versus predator. Yeah. It's an alien. It's an alien versus predator. Yeah. Reference. We can't endorse this level of violence. It, it is a fact that would be relevant to the, to the overall cultural conflict, but you got to be very careful in how you talk about that because it's not a justification. It doesn't make, it doesn't change. Yeah, but if they're radicalizing how, terrorists, then I care less. Yeah, but it doesn't make it any less wrong. That's the point. Fine. You might have you might have a different perspective on it, but it doesn't make it, it doesn't justify it. It doesn't make it any less wrong. Yeah, but all that's I the, care about is my perspective because I'm solipsistic. So fair enough. Yeah, uh, I was looking up. Uh, I was looking up the alien versus predator. Um, uh, their like Wikipedia page here. That's a movie. I've never seen a movie before, except never. for Brokeback Mountain. Oh God, which He's is fantastic. You should all you should all watch Matt it. Matt made love. Okay. Yeah. Eric Ray, am I the only person who thinks Beta O'Rourke reminds me of one of those Carlot inflatable tube man figures waving around <laughs> trying to get everyone's attention? I've seen this. I got to check it out. I didn't know he was that animated. Um, it's really cringy. I bought PN says, Hey there, money grabbers. Uh, Candace Owens made me send you these shekels, mm. but thanking you for the sanity safe space is all me. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Ian Webb, Matt and I once made love. I gave him the no cuck tuck right in his intellectual dark web, if you know what I mean. <laughs> And I mean it in the most faggot way. <laughs> gotcha. Thank you. Uh, Rafael Salvador. Tucker Carlson shows why you should never apologize, never back down and fling crap back to these terrorists. I mean, SJWs, unlike a certain comedian cough, Kevin Hart cough. <laughs> he did it right in the beginning. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, he should have stuck with it. Kevin Hart broke down over time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Brady Sutliff, my name is Blonde, commander of the Collapsitarians, general of the nine-year-old army, loyal servant to my husband, mother <laughs> to my unborn son, wife too, and I will have my say in this life or the next. Thank you. Brady. Uh, I actually do get that reference. It's a gladiator reference. Oh. Russell Crowe. Oh, yeah. I've seen that, too. Yeah. They're great. An ex-girlfriend had a plastic Brian Seltzer. Is it Stelter or Stelter? Stelter. Stelter. I say this incorrectly all the time. I think time. you're confusing it with, like, Seltzer. Seltzer I am. Water. Yeah. yeah. What a stupid name for such mm. a, a retard. Um, hidden away in her dresser drawer. I may be mistaken. It may just be the resemblance of his shiny <laughs> Oh, I see. It took me a second. I get it. It's a dildo joke. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank Larkin you. <laughs> Matt and I once made love on St. Patrick's Day. He kissed my Blarney Stone and I shamrocked his world. You guys are all fags. I forgot. Yeah, it's oh. uh, it's St. Patrick's Day. I didn't even say anything. I feel bad. Um, super wrong thing. Love you guys. Matt, you know the deal. Gay or something like that. <laughs> Thank you. Hard shelling. They attack Tucker because he's a moderate conservative. The left hates moderates because they're effective extremists or easy to dismiss, but moderates are appealing. Let me reload hmm. this. Uh, There's a couple. Uh, we got some more. Uh, hard hard shelling, right? You haven't read that one, right? I just oh, no, you did. You did. Uh, James, James Coleman, Coleman yeah. mini guy. I think there is a chance you missed the pun with painting and people of color. My bro and I were amused by your comments. Some paints are hard because they aren't as common and hard to mix. Ah. Oh, well, you still got to be careful. Got to be careful. Um, <laughs> Frank Underwood. Sure. Blonde. I agree that the young women should have known better and stayed out of Morocco. The Muslims should also have known better and stayed out of New Zealand. No sympathy. Ooh, the spicy take, Mr. Frank Underwood. I have to disavow and be a globalist cock. You globalist um, cock! The difference there, I will point out, is that Muslims know that New Zealand is filled with nonviolent white people, but white people seem not to know that Muslim countries are filled with, you know, violent Muslims. So... You know, there, there are understandings before you travel to these places. Um, Deidre Peacock, first-time donor, had to send a happy birthday to my better half, Scott, since his birthday is on podcast day. We listen together most Sunday nights, so I know we'll hear this. That's so sweet. Cool. Glad That's to hear. So sweet. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, and happy birthday. Uh, AK Green Girl, glad to catch you guys after missing several weeks. Have some shekels. Any other Alaskans want to plan a meetup? Awesome. Wouldn't that be awesome? You guys can go hunting. You're going to have to drive a ways for some people. Yeah. Hopefully you're all in like Fairbanks or Juneau or Anchorage. Those are like the three cities in Alaska, right? Sitka. What about Nome? Maybe there's somebody in Nome. One person. Mm. Uh, Larkin Chu. Matt and I once made love on St. Patrick's Day. He showed me the pot of gold at the end of his rainbow, and I gave him a taste of my lucky charms. Richard McLaughlin, blonde, regarding search for religion, try a course in miracles. Western civilization needs a miracle, and both of you are miracles. First principles of miracles is that there is no order of difficulty in miracles. P.S. I hmm. love your commentary on the New Zealand student. Thank you so much, Richard. I really appreciate that. And I actually have a list of you guys' books and movie suggestions, so I, I try to pile them on after the show. Sweet. Um, Sam West, I almost never watch live streams from any uh, of my YouTube subscriptions. I just don't get off on the rambling. I think I'm going to have to make an exception in the case of the beauty and the beta. Yeah, well, our thanks show for tuning out. in. Thanks for giving us a shot. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good show. It's okay. Uh, we Cameron do the best Herrick. We can. <laughs> yeah. Alexandria, what the fuck am I doing? Ocasio Cortez. Sounds about right. right. John Woodruff. She was a damn bartender. Somebody asked this broad how many drunks climbed in their car after she served them. You know damn well she sent a drunk or two. Good point. Um, yeah. 
That yeah, is a good I, point. I'm sure. Would she? Uh, somebody should actually look into that. Maybe they could make the connection. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Stan with the good beard says, AOC, so MasterCard gave you a credit card, gave a credit card to a woman who used it to go on vacation. She, while on vacation, got drunk and killed a pool boy. How much responsibility do you take for this? Yeah. yeah. After a sordid love affair. Uh, rational muscle. A, blonde is the only blonde I find terribly hot. So thank you for being you. And B, folks call Matt beta. Yeah, I get it. It's funny. But as an ex-MMA fighter, I find it. <laughs> I find Matt refreshingly alpha balls of brass. Keep it up. Matt is, uh, he's a well, reformed thanks. beta male. That's yeah, that's probably true. I mean, if I could talk to my 20-year-old self. Get it uh, together, dude. I don't know if I'd slap myself or I'd be like, listen, dude, Stop grab a simping. Coors Light. We're going to. We're going to have a little discussion yeah. about life philosophy. I'll set you straight. Yep. As I say, I have everything figured out now. I certainly don't. Yeah, but man, do. I, I, well, I've got it figured out a lot better than I did then. But I guess that's kind of the point. Yeah. You want to sit yourself if you're down. Not doing, be like, the key is that women, they're primitive. And they just to need to be tape. told. <laughs> yeah. Then I, there's no doubt that at a certain point in my life, I would have, I would have thought that's like a, that's just a sexist generalization. That's not true. I definitely would have had well, that. Well, Tucker understands women. I bet he's banged hundreds of women <laughs> um, with his little bow tie. He's just adorable. <laughs> Commiebot 5000. But women make up over 80% of consumer spending. It's not white people's fault. It's women's fault. That's probably true. Mm. Uh, thoughts and blogs. I'm one stupid comment away from putting on my tinfoil hat and believing AOC is a right-wing plant. That actually occurred to me, too. I'm like, she's just too dumb. It's too good for us. Uh a sanguine smile, sanguine smile. This is my first time catching the live stream, and I just wanted to say thank you and keep up the great work. Thank you to you and your beautiful woman or man if you're the woman. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, yeah well, people can't see the picture, but there are two in the picture. Ah, yes. Yeah. Uh, Eric Ray invited Alana Omar to hang out with some buddies this weekend as a goodwill gesture. We were going to watch Black Hawk Down <laughs> and Captain Phillips, but she passed. Semper <laughs> 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 Admelior, walk yeah. down. Any diverse city block, including my own, and note the plastic bottles, bags, styrofoam cups, cans, hair weaves, <laughs> hair weaves, et cetera, on the street. And tell me again, who harms the environment more? That's racist. It's bl- It's the whites. Blame the whites. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm blonde. And nationalism has nothing to do with real conservatism, despite all of history, because a bunch of Trotsky I started saying so in the 1960s. Just ask Ben Shapiro. All right, we get it. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, Cameron Auclair, take my Wells Fargo money. Bitches, love what you do, Matt and Blonde. Keep Pretty it. soon they're not going to let you anymore because Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is going to ban it. Ain't that the truth. Mm. Jay Edgar, unless the transgender legally changed his name, the criminal report is legally required to dead name. Ah, ah that's probably where the station got the research from, but I'm surprised there wasn't an AKA. Yeah. Um, let me reload this. I think we're, we might be good through. All right. Uh, Zora says a family friend got busted in the college scam. Her son commented on record. It's the least surprising thing ever. So many insecure parents who can't handle the thought of their precious child uh, isn't, you know, isn't very smart after all. And so uh, also the two sisters dropped out of USC. Yeah. They're afraid of uh, the bullying, the bullying that's coming. They're going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, Kim said, just wanted to give a birthday shout out to Phil. Well, happy birthday, Phil. I hope you had a great birthday weekend. Thanks for introducing me to the show. In lieu of a gift, a donation has been made in your honor to the Beauty and the Beta podcast. Well, geez, that's that's very nice. You should, uh, <laughs> what can we do for Phil? I'll have to figure out something nice to do for Phil for his birthday. You shouldn't be donating to this show for Phil. It's, I, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome like I, for us. Sucks for Phil. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like I owe Phil a beer or something now. Kind of um, for Phil. Happy birthday, Phil. 
but I hope I hope it was worth it. No, we appreciate you both. Hicks says, uh, hey, Matt, did you see the uh, deaths in America data mining I sent you? Keep up the great work, you two. It's probably in my inbox. Uh, my inbox, as I mentioned, is getting tough to uh, to manage. So I am sure I will see it if it's in there. And thanks for sending it. Redicus says, since you all brought up the Morocco girls, I'll quote Chris Porter about the Iranian hostages. Every family has a fuck up. And some sometimes you just have to hit them in the face. No one loved them enough to do that for them. Oh, regarding why they would be so foolish as to go and eventually become beheaded. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Simple Robert, farmer. Oh, sorry. Uh, I just got two more. Every American POC listener, person of color listener from the Philippines. Oh, non-American person of color listener from the Philippines here. Added you to my list of must watches along with Crowder and Tim after coming across you early last year. January bombing at the church. Uh, was in my area, 21 dead and 100 injured. Barely anybody talks about it. Well, thanks for tuning in. Much appreciated. And uh, I'm I'm very honored to be mentioned alongside some some big names in the game. That's very cool. Michu says, dude, I just noticed the silhouette of a giant phallus to the left of Blonde's head in the lower banner. Maybe it's just a rocket. Maybe it's Brian Stelter. <laughs> Who knows? All right. Got um, we've more? got a few more. Uh, Johnny Blaze. First time I've been able to catch this live. Really enjoy it, you guys. Do keep the good work. Thank you so much. And then Clay Holiday. Um, no note. And about Tucker, because I just got a text from your girlfriend. Um, hmm. So he did she marry his... She texted you and not me? Yeah, you suck. What the um, fuck? He did marry his high school sweetheart. And I saw people in the live she chat did. talking about this. But when he was on Gavin McInnes a few years ago, Gavin McInnes asked him how many women he's been with. And he says hmm. hundreds. Oh, so this is... This is uh, there's some claim of fact here, at least. Well, I don't know. Maybe he was being facetious, but it sounded to me like maybe they broke up for a little while. Mm. You can marry your high school sweetheart and not be together continuously. Like maybe yeah, they reconnected sure. after college or something like that. So let me know. But I just can't imagine. I mean, he's just so charismatic and handsome. Sure. All right. Let's uh, let's get the hell out of here. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks to everybody uh, for tuning in. If I can even find my stupid outro music here. It's that time of night and I'm so disorganized, you know. There it is. There's uh, Bearing and Sugar to the Sweet Voices. We need to have them back too. It's been too long since yeah. we talked to them. Thanks to everybody for hanging out, keeping us on track with the facts, uh, hanging out in the live chat and the super chat. Much appreciated, guys. If you're listening later on YouTube or on one of the audio platforms. Thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Uh, remember, if you're looking for more listening material, if you want to hear additional interviews we've done, the Wednesday night call-in show, other stuff you may not find on YouTube, you don't want to listen to the call-in show. Maybe you do. Lots of people do. Media uh, matters. <laughs> for research purposes, yeah. It's uh, All those links are listed in the description. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, and uh, you can always email us as well. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, shar- sorry, Chuck Todd, I didn't know you were 5 2 until today, but apparently so. It's not Meet the Press, it's Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you next week. Yeah.